Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have uh, Nick Fury himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. And across me. What a- happened to your eye? Agent Coulson. Garrett, how you doing? Uh, my name's Phil. And I am Captain Marvel. My name is Marvin. We're here at the Wednesday Comics podcast to tell you the comics. I'll review some comics that came out this week, uh, 9-5-2018. That's the first Wednesday in September. Uh, we're also here to play a game that Garrett created at the end. Is it a game or is it just like a discussion piece? Yeah, it's a discussion. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's fun, but it's a fun discussion. So it's like a game. Garrett has something for us at the end, so stick around. You know how those go. And uh, first Wow, up here, what the fuck? <laughs> not that it gets you know, your game. I'm saying, you know, yeah, you know, not that To be game. fair, that's hard not to Did take that personally. Did you hear that sarcasm? Because I heard the, you know how those go. Um, yeah. It's going to be shit. No, I meant mean, on our side, how we react. Oh, and, I and obviously. Uh, from that, he has PTSD and he knows how it works. Yeah, but now I regret be, spending an hour you know, making this. I game. Say, to be fair, though, it only <laughs> took you about two months to come back with something for us to do. Yeah, it came back from uh, never going to do it again, so he forgot about it, and now he's back, baby. Here we go. Man, you shot this is what right I live away. for, Garrett. This is what I live for. for putting me down every Thursday. I'm like, I hope we're reviewing Bully Wars, starring <laughs> Marvin Saguaro. <laughs> every Thursday, I'm like, God, I hope you. Actually, you know what? The, the that main bully does make me think of Marvin. Shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, for free talk, we're here to talk about it. A new book was announced this week, or a new book that is coming out and i wanted to bring it up for us to discuss it because i do think this is something that we'll all be into and something that uh all of us will be excited to read and it was announced that they're going to be doing it so i thought i'd bring it up we talk about it uh a new guardians of the galaxy book will be launching in 2019 with a whole new team written by donny cates and art by jeff shaw the team from what was that book called <laughs> wow <laughs> which one the uh sword God's Country? Oh, God, uh, yeah, God Country. God Country? I uh, thought Jerry Dugan's writing some of that, too. Marvel made the announcement in advanced press copies of Thanos Legacy No. 1 out this Wednesday. The following image was, was accompanied with the announcement. Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw will soon reveal who are the Guardians, and it shows a picture here. Marvel bolted the announcement around the hashtag uh, who are the Guardians, inferring that Cates and Shaw are putting together a whole new team and any of the characters play are a fair game to join. The image shows the most current Guardians of the Galaxy members, as well as the original 1969 Guardians, as also all their fan favorites like Cosmo, Nova, Howard the Duck, and Better A. Bill. Cosmic Ghost Rider is also on display. Um, will debut in January 2019. Uh, will be the new Guardians book. So what do you guys think? I know we've been saying a lot of great things about Donny Cates. He's going to be taking over the Marvel Knights line, but like overseeing it, kind of like supervising it. Uh, I don't think he's writing any of those books. I don't think so. But he's doing Venom right now. He, Cosmic Ghost Rider will be done in one more issue. Two more. Two more issues. He's doing Death and Humans, and that That's has good. a That's few good. left. Two, four, and five. So he's out. been doing these kind of miniseries, and I think this is the first like ongoing he's been announced to be part of. I think Venom's kind of an ongoing, because I know is he's at least ongoing? into yeah. seven issues. Okay. Um, so he has Guardians coming out, something we know that he can do well, right? Cosmic Ghost Rider we'll talk about later. Uh, Thanos, he's done in the past, and we've loved it. Well, and Jeff Shaw did the art for the Thanos wins. Yes. And that was some of the best art I've seen in a book. So that team, 
doing Guardians of the Galaxy. We don't know who's going to be on that team character-wise yet, but that creative team is going to be on that book. A, does that make you excited to pick up a Guardians book? And B, where do you think... Do you think... If they did mention it's going to come off of Thanos' war, like Thanos wins, it's going to be kind of a... Like, it's not going to be disconnected from that story. And remember when we were at Thanos' wins, it's like, this is a kind of out of continuity. Like, we were so... But he said it will touch on stuff that happened in these Thanos' legacy in this one, too. So... What do you think? Uh, you guys have some misinformation because I didn't read that. You guys did. So did what do you, you think? You got it though. You just haven't read it. I, I didn't read it. Yeah, I have it. Okay. So what do you think about? Yeah, of course I'm gonna read it. It's Donny Cates. So that's why I'm bringing this up. It's Donny Cates. Uh, are you excited to get a Guardians book? I'm very excited to get a Guardians book. I think, you know, not saying that Marvel is trying to do anything to fix the fan base of the Guardians right now because. People are very upset about the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy right now, so I think this is the best time to do this power play. Um, great creative team, and I just want you to realize, who was the biggest character on that image? Fucking Cosmo. You better be on that team. Everybody else, I don't care. Okay, it would be very cool to have Beta Ray Bill on that team as well. Like, that would be amazing. I think uh, Galactus is the biggest one here. But who's in the forefront? <laughs> biggest. Sorry, Cosmo. I actually, I mean, I think a weird team would be like, get Galactus, get Cosmo, um, have Beta Ray Bill... Cosmic Ghost Rider. I mean, have these like almost effed up. Oh, characters. Cosmic Ghost Rider's got to be on. And so yeah. I think he's pretty much a staple to have to be, uh, at least from what we've read earlier today for the show. Um, Guardians is one of those books that I have tried to get into, had gotten a couple issues, and it's like this is garbage. That I think who wrote I'm it actually that time? Ex- Jerry Dugan. Is that oh. who was writing the one with the thing in it and that group? Okay, yeah, that wasn't very good. Um, I think Bendis actually wrote. One for a while, didn't he? Back, yeah. And that was, I I don't know. I think I'm excited to actually see these new, a new, not new characters, but just a new combination to see what they can come up with as a freak show. I mean, that sounds mean, but that's kind of what the Guardians to me are, just kind of a hodgepodge of everybody. By all means, I think uh, Donnie Cates is probably one of the best writers to take that team. And I've actually found, I think, just... I don't think he'd be a captain writer. He he's not a down to earth kind of writer. He seems to be more of the either out in oh. the stars or just like you make Captain Rick. What I say, Captain Marvel? No, you said Captain Writer, and I don't know what you meant by Captain. Oh, writer. sorry. Like you could be Captain of. In writing. my brain, <laughs> I subbed in that I said America and a dent. But anyway, I think I think I'm excited for this book. It'll be good. Uh, I will too. I I read the Guardians back in the day when. Uh, Abnett and Landing were doing that book a long, long time ago. I've been reading some of that. Uh, Drax and like the characters are way different than they were in those movies. And so it's going to be interesting to see if Donnie uses the movie templates or if he goes back to how they used to be. Like uh, Drax is way different in the old stuff. Uh, Star-Lord is too. And so like I'm interested to see where he goes with that, right? Does he kind of go with the status quo of the movies have set? And people have enjoyed, or does he go back to like how they were? Like Drax is like really serious, not really that a com- uh, comic relief, and he's in the movies. Uh, same thing with Star Lord. I mean, he's not, he's still, he's not as funny. And I think that's the thing about this movie, so they kind of make it more funny than they actually are, right? Tony's like uh, jokester instead of being like a uh, uh, sarcastic asshole instead. So I am interested to see where they go with that kind of story, but Jeff Shaw and them to like anything they do, I'm already in. You know what I mean? That Thanos win was so good, like I can't not. Not pick it up. But that's all. That's like what's refreshing about Donny Cates is he likes to take something, do something new and exciting with it as opposed to maintaining the status quo. So I think, if anything, 
there's no way he doesn't put Cosmic Ghost Rider on that team. Come on. Did He's you guys it. read, um, I've asked you before, and I'm sure you haven't read it yet, that Venom book? No. Okay. Uh, that was excellent. Marvin, you're going to love it. Why wouldn't I love it? You'll probably like it, but I'm just saying, when after we read the uh, the Platoon, Punisher Platoon, it's like, oh, it got it's me really similar. into that range of um, being in Vietnam. It's made me super excited. Super excited. Oof. Yeah, Donnie Cates all the way. He's just saying because I served. That's why. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> and don't died. Be, don't be crossing those lines, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, I am very interested <laughs> to see, um, like you were saying, Donnie usually doesn't sit in the comfortable area. He does what he likes to do is like go out and do his own thing right so i am to see if he could do something different maybe it's not how they used to be maybe it's not how the movies do it's a nice little blend right i'm just curious and excited to see it because we've been wondering for a while like what does donny cates do he's doing this marvel knights line and he's doing uh some mini series and venom he's we know like you said he's it seems like an ongoing right now but we're not sure uh it could end in 12 issues who knows um but Guardians, at least the way he's talking about it, he's like, I got big plans for the Guardians. We look at that picture. There's a lot of characters on there. Who could it be? Could it be the Smasher. She's on there. It could be, you know, Howard the Duck. Who knows? Like a Howard the Duck, uh, Donny Cates written Don Howard the Duck. I'm in. So, like, that's what makes this kind of exciting because it thinks the first, like, tease from Marvel in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am curious who's going to be on this team because I love that creative team. And it's not something that they're hyping up and I'm like, ah, who cares? Like, we've already passed that, you know? So we'll see where that goes. But I do think it's probably the most interesting thing that and the most perfect creative team that Marvel's picked in a long time to be like, yes, that's it. Like they proved on Thanos that they can do it. And maybe that's what it was for them to be for Marvel to be like, oh, yeah, you guys can jump on Guardians and like be like, that's your book to mess around with. And if there's any book that he can mess around with and not be like hold any held any standards, yeah, just do what you want. Guardians. So. Yeah. I think there's two potential titles for that book. It's either. uh Cosmo and the Guardians of the Galaxy or Cosmo and his Guardians of the Galaxy. One of those two. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about some comic books. <laughs> Rootsofthesswampthing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, Holland Files number two is out, Garrett. How is it? Holland Files 2 was awesome. A lot of cool like images that you haven't got to see in Holland Files number one, so definitely looking forward to finishing this bad boy. And that's not the only thing. If you want to learn more about Swamp Thing, Alex, where would you go? You're going to go to RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. Make sure you stay in touch at RootsOfTheSwampThing.com on Twitter at DCWorldSwampy, <laughs> Facebook.com slash RootsOfTheSwampThing. Dead hand number six, just like uh, my soul is now. Oh, you don't like Cosmo? What's wrong with you? Dead hand number six. This is um, Stephen Mooney and... Uh, Kyle Higgins. <laughs> Kyle Higgins. I forgot the right... That totally threw me off. Uh, Cosmo. Why do you like Cosmo so much? Because he's a dog. Cosmo's it's like awesome. He, it's like well, you probably didn't read the uh, Nova run that was done by... Uh, I think Glenn Dugan? No. I think it was Sam Humphreys was in, before he switched over to DC. Did Nova run? Yeah, so you might be, you might be right. You yeah, might be right. It was really good. Dead Hand number six. This is uh, Kyle Higgins and Stephen Mooney. Uh, the uh, last issue in the uh, series. I want to see if I can get him to oh, do it one more time. the last issue the first arc. See, you said that, but it feels like a conclusion to me. 100% I, the only, okay, not of so the series. The, the only thing that yeah. I see. This is the end of first no. arc at the end of the book. It's, it's in volume yes. one at the end when it's showing. Oh, you're the that, one that told us that. It's coming out in October. Oh, I didn't believe it. The way that ended, I was like, this is done. I actually feel like it's done. I think that it, it actually can be its own six issue run. Um, but at the end of the book, when I saw the, because it says the end, it wasn't a question mark. It was just dot, the dot, end. Dot. Did it have dot, dot, yeah. dot? Okay. I didn't see the dot, Check dot, it. dots. I just saw a dot, so a period. Uh, but then, at like you said, at the end of that last page there on the back cover, it shows uh, volume one comes out in 
um, October. So maybe not. Maybe it is going to be going on. But anyways, it actually happens in the book. You know, we get uh, Vil, who is an ex, uh, wasn't he KGB? I think he's KGB. Um, he kind of defected and tried to help. Uh, I even forgot the main character's names. I, uh, I know the main character is Carter. Yeah. And Renee. Tried to help them, like, flush out the Cold War, basically. And they kept Roger, which is like a nuclear arms sentient program at bay, like not trying, they're trying to keep it in the dark. Um, so, but it's formed a relationship with the daughter, Harriet. Harriet. And there's one thing I think this, if this was all that there is, there should be another issue of them establishing that relationship better because she yeah, literally he, met him yeah, he's right. one time. Hmm? That definitely is a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> not a period to be like this is what? the fucking end the, you're the one that told me that's just the end of an arc that's what the solicit said end of story arc but that definitely felt like this is the end of this series and may- maybe it's one of those like anthology books though where you're gonna get a six issue run of here's a story and then you're gonna get another six issue run that's a different kind of story so I mean that'd be fine with me you know instead of dead hand you got left hand or right hand or blue hand or what hand right so, hand so it doesn't always have to be hands uh, I thought I enjoyed this issue less than the other ones just because it felt like it was really like quick to be like, oh, here we go. Here's the end. Like, it really was pretty quick about that. That's what I was just saying is like Harriet's relationship with Roger. They just met like an issue ago. And now she's like, I know you can see me. And Phil's coming to uh, make you set off bombs. But you're a good person. And it's like, what's a what's a good person? Like, she's the robots already like, oh, I know what you're saying. But I can understand the the rush into him being her friend is that this is the first person who hasn't been Carter or hasn't been Renee. Isn't some scientist coming to talk to him. It's a, it's a girl that is being honest with him instead of being fed this BS that he now can see through. He's like, okay, I can, I believe you. And he doesn't have to believe what she's saying to him. He just, we're hoping it's that 50, 50 shot to does Roger freak out and be like, eh, fuck everybody. Or go, Bill. You're not. You're not real. Or you are real, but you're not. You're not telling me the truth. I know the truth. Yeah, I disagree with Marvin. That it was, it was really rushed. I thought the art was great. Yeah, it has been his art, whole the whole series. series. Um, it's just the story. I think you needed one more issue to I, flush out yeah. everything. I did enjoy it, but it's, here's the thing: if it was the final issue, it feels rushed. And if it is in the final issue, and it's just the end of the story arc. Why rush it? <laughs> like that's why I don't know if it. Like, why not just do, like, a little simple more conclusion? Like, what is... It felt so wrapped up, and at the end, they were like, we moved on. And, like, they went to America and saw the landmarks. We moved on and saw how the world moved on. Roger's in the phone. And say, I mean, I understand the the moving on. They're trying to get Roger. And that's what makes me think it actually could lead on now. We're going to see... <laughs> they need one more issue of just Roger going to see all of the world. Oh, this is cool. Look at this. But I thought, like, if it was actually just the end of a story arc, they may would have ended after they got Roger out, and you could just show him, like, leaving. They're all leaving. And then the next arc can start with him, like, going around the world. Like, and you can be, oh, here they, here's what they're doing now. But the way they end it, it's kind of like, and this is what they're doing now. Here's your the happy rest ending. Of their life, here's the happy ending. You know, like those movies where, like, they show a face and put text or be like, this person moved on to be the CEO of a company. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. It was like, oh, they moved on and just traveled the world. They've been happy ever, ever after. And it's now, like, I'm, I'm going to be the mean one. I'm not normally a Higgins fan. Um, I think some of the books he's written in the past, I think Cowell was a really strong book. Um, God, I miss that book. Hadrian's so Wall was had really good parts, at least in the first half. Kind of died down and smoked out for me in the last half. 
because then it just took a weird turn when those pirates showed up. This is one of those first five issues were great. Um, but I think you guys are right that it feels rushed where there's things that if you were going to go on, you would have slowed it down and just led into a different ending. So I, I don't know. It wasn't a strong ending, but it was an ending. I give it a seven. Oh, I wow. Think, I think that's, that's lower than lower than you thought. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think there's I, I don't like to scratch my head this much on a conclusion, like a concluding issue. Um, I'd rather have I like a bow. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I like some. Cl- if it is the end, okay, protrude it, like, portray it. Sorry, just protrude it. Portray it as an end, or if it's not an end, then don't. Yeah, don't try. But it did feel like a bow. But it feels like one of those presents you open, and you're like in your head, like, I didn't want this. This is what I asked for. This is great. Like, oh, this is like it's like the most like cliche ending. It's like everything works out. Everybody's okay. They travel the world and see America and open their eyes. What do we do now? We rebuild. So I was just like, you know, but the rest, you know what makes it interesting is like the rest of the series didn't feel safe, but the ending of this felt safe. Yeah. Like the whole time we were on our wrist being like, wow, like look at this book. It's taking risks. Like some people died. I didn't expect to die. And then, and then we get to the end and it's like, but nobody else dies. Like, However, when Roger starts going, no, sir, I will not set off my bombs. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. This sure. kid who's where's like the one nuke that he sends right terrified there. this entire series. But now I'm like, no, that's what I'm just a robot. Like, kid. He's been filled with propaganda his whole life, and then he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it's like mm, I'm a good person. You were ready to robot. kill the hiker that came in randomly. You're like, should I kill him? Like, and you're like, no, no, no. But now that like you're like, Don't go ahead and set off your bombs. You're like, yeah, I'm cool. He's got a crush on Harriet. He lives in her phone. <laughs> this this kid is creepy. I got, I'm telling you right now. Uh, it was an eight. Maybe for me. that's the creation I'd say of I'd cyber. I'd actually give it an eight for the art. Um, I, I would like to have seen a better ending to it. I think that maybe the problem is that it was safe, and instead of doing a safe one, when someone tells me uh, I shoot Marvin in the shoulder, and I go, "He'll live," but the next time he won't. It's like, okay, one. Either are you really that bad of a shot at point blank? I don't know. I, I, when you make a threat to the main protagonist, just shoot him in the chest. Be like, yeah, that could be you next time. Kill Carter off. He's there, wearing his said. armor, though. Huh? He's wearing his armor. Who? Carter. Carter's wearing armor? Under his police uniform. Oh, his bulletproof vest? Oh. Mm-hmm. If Villa's that trained assassin, you just shoot for the head. How many issues was Hadrian's, Hadrian's Wall? Eight. Eight. I feel like this could have been better at eight. Yeah, for sure. Six was like kind of rushed. But. Maybe Higgins hasn't found that that solid six like what Mark I Miller has. I think he's has. scared to do an ongoing now after what happened with uh, Cal. That was going to be an ongoing, and they couldn't do it. They only lasted so many. But he's doing uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And that's yeah, his, last, that no, his last issue was Shattered Grid. Oh, really? Conclusion, yeah. Oh. I saw you, an article online. Are you going to keep getting it then? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, that's with a different studio. This, These are image books that he's making. Yeah. So, like, his own thing, I think he's taking it safe with smaller things. I love to see Kyle Higgins come out with a, a concept and try to do longer, like, like a kill or be killed, 20 issues. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be an ongoing forever, but... You do have good stuff in there, and maybe you can flesh out the any more, and it, it would feel better if it happens over time rather than all happening in one issue like that. So, so this week, I'm going to take uh, Thanos Legacy, number one, written by Donnie Cates and uh, Gary Dugan, or Jerry Dugan. How do you, what, is, Jerry. It, is it Gary? Okay. Jerry. Jerry Dugan. Okay. Art by Corey Smith. Jeff Shaw did that cover, or at least did the main cover. Yep. Um so Marvin got it, hasn't read it, uh, missing out on a little, not necessarily big detail. What? What are you missing out on? The decapitation. 
Oh, he is. I he is. You are. No, I'm not. Mis- no, I don't miss out on stuff. I forget things from time to time. I read too much. So it's pretty <laughs> badass. The book starts out. Um, you know, if you weren't reading spoilers online about what's happening in Infinity Wars, you wouldn't know that. Uh, well, spoilers. You've yeah. been warned. Uh, Gamora is that big sword person in Infinity Wars, the one that's trying to get all the uh, Infinity Stones, gems, relics, Rocks. whatever, uh, whatever they're calling them now. Um, and it's pretty cool because Thanos is sitting in his throne, and you can tell he's just kind of bored. And then all of a sudden, you see this hooded, cloaked figure, which is Gamora. We find out. Uh, like unsheath her sword and he and it uh, there's a really cool moment when you can hear like sound in thanos's ear mm-hmm. and he just smiles because he knows it's gamora and then it kind of flashbacks to um thanos at the end of thanos wins thanos wins whatever um and it's kind of a cool conclusion about how he's trying to not have it be so that he has the ending he did in thanos wins um, so it's kind of cool to see some resolution through that, but then it comes back and Gamora stabs him in the back, in the back, right through the chest. And then, um, next shot cuts off his head, cuts off his head. Yeah. And then his body's laying there and like all the, uh, where the Jatari that, yeah. are like fighting her and whatnot. And then all of a sudden you see Thanos' body engulfed in flame and you back up. Cosmic Ghost Rider's pissing all over his dead body <laughs> with flames. <laughs> um, then tells the dog things or whatever alien beast they are. Go now he's yours. You can have him. Right. And then uh, who is it? Eros, his brother. Thanos' right. his brother shows up. Which I thought was weak. I. It seemed like a weird. I've never I, even heard of him. I've heard of him, but I didn't. It. it you know, it's weird to see Thanos' brother is just looks like a human, and Thanos does not. Yeah, that's <laughs> bizarre weird uh weird relationship anyway he digs in his dead corpse digs in thanos's dead corpse to find what is what was that weird bracelet it's it's his will is what he said okay or his soul no soul okay so there was some weird it looked like a just giant bracelet then he takes out of him his soul shaped in an omega symbol so i was like yeah you might might be uh looking at dark side's helmet there (laughs) but uh yeah, I mean, that was a pretty interesting. Obviously, it's getting you amped to read Infinity Wars, which I'm not going to read. I'm not going to partake in that. Nope. Um, but I think some of those things are going to tie into Guardians of the Galaxy, which we were talking about in our free talk. Um, it felt like a nice, like you said, resolution to Thanos wins to get that little, not not necessarily tied in a bow, because mm-hmm. I don't think Thanos will be dead for long. Uh, his head may have gotten cut off, but he's not. his head isn't destroyed. Well, and you see at the end, before he gets killed... He crushes the time stone so he can never go back and oh, that's right. kill himself, basically, and end everything. So he's like, that's not my destiny. And then, so I think, um, obviously, whatever happens to Finny Wars, he's coming back. There's yeah. no way Thanos is dead. He's too hot right now. Um, they would not kill him off. So um, so it was a pretty good story. Um, and then next, we get a flashback of Gamora and Thanos um, a Jerry Dugan story, Gary, whatever, Jerry, Gary, whatever his name is. G. Um, G Dugan. Right. So it's a story when Gamora is younger and Thanos is on a ship. He points down to this planet and Gamora kind of has this look like of hesitation. And then he points again, like down to that earth and she goes and grabs a sword and then heads. Down. It's a silent issue. The second half, yeah. uh, heads down to this planet, sees a fight ensue between two people, um, a weaker person that gets knocked out by this thug. Well, 
Gamora looks left and right, and then you, it cuts back to the ship. Gamora comes on and brings the severed head of the weaker person, and Thanos points back down at the Earth. Gamora gets faded, like faked out, looks down at not the Earth, the planet. And as Thanos is walking away, the planet's exploding because he blew it up. <laughs> yep. You didn't do as he asked, and so he had to do it for you. Right. So he blew up the entire planet. And I thought that was cool. I was like, you know, I haven't seen a silent issue like that in a while. Um, you know, when people say that it's a silent issue, usually there's a lot of speech that's thrown in there. But um, so I think it was worth the five bucks. At first, I was like, man, I feel like I'm reading this really quick because it was like lots of art doing storytelling, which is nice. But at some point, too, you need to have some kind of substance. And I thought Donny Cates had a great... I think it was more like an epilogue to his run. And then, uh, you know, just a nice way to... It almost turned it into an annual or a legacy, if I might say. <laughs> well, and it, it really was kind of just a nice little wrap it up. And at, I think maybe that's one thing about Thanos Wins is that when the end of that book just kind of... Young Thanos just walks off, walks away into... The, I think it's the space gemmy god or... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> goes to leave and say, like, oh, really? That's how we end? So at least we kind of get that I am ho- I came home, I'm bored now. I know what my future holds and that's not what I want to be. Uh, there's only one way to stop my future. I have to die. Hey, my daughter came home. Right. <clears throat> so it was good. I actually probably give this an eight. I'm sitting nine with this one. I did really enjoy Oof, it. You throw me off. I know, but I'm you know, I think also it just how popular Thanos is. It was fun to read an entire <laughs> issue about him because I think what that's what we suffer from not reading and ongoing from that character is like you just really appreciate how how crazy he is or how like mad he is. So I do really love it's like when I read a book about Lex Luthor, like when he comes into the book, I'm like, oh, this is just gold. I love reading this and diving in. So. All right. Moving on. We are on what? You just shocked. You you ready to come back into the show now, Marvin? You're just really quiet, so I turned you up, and then you decided to be loud when I turned you up, so I turned. So I was transitioning. <laughs> so Captain America number three, written by Tanihisi Coates and art by Lennel Francis Hugh. Um, so Captain America three, we get. Uh, I'm trying to remember the beginning of this. So oh, I know it. So Cap is sitting in the middle of like an old, not an old, but a Hydra. I wouldn't call it a town, but a a town where Hydra forces used to rule it and everyone is depressed in a way because they miss Hydra. They don't. And there's this new faction called powers enterprise that's taken over. Um, and he's trying to get the information from like, just, I don't know so much that they're depressed. Cause he said that powers took over and they haven't lost really anything. Yeah, they were worried anything, for a little but bit, but they're, they just like, I don't know. It, there's like somberness, I would say. I don't know. It, I didn't get that impression. He like raises a toast. He's like. Well, he said, he goes, we were worried when Hydra got taken out that it would go back to the way it was. Oh. But then Powers Energy came in and it kept it the same way that Hydra kept it. I so suppose, yeah. That's why they were so easy to be like, oh, okay. And like go with this company that they didn't know nothing about. Be like, oh, yeah, we'll still pay for your schooling and free health care and give you your jobs. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And that was enough for them right. to house a. Uh, sleeper cell like that they didn't know they were doing and people asked questions weren't around anymore got taken out and so cap knows like that's where I, they're hiding all the nukes that and nukes in terms of the person not actually nukes that are uh, replicas of the original nuke and they're not really as strong as him there's just this weak form of him and um they go in with black panther and uh i also get her name general okoye okoye and she, they're going to go in and uh, get rid of all the nukes, like take them all out. But 
Cap asks, he goes, is there any way to save these guys? Because they're not they're not necessarily clones. They are other soldiers, but in the way that they were made nukes, they aren't as powerful as he was. But also, Black Panther's like, there's no way to bring them back. Like, that's it. He goes, we'd have to just take them out. And you can tell that's where Cap is like, Really depressed. He's like, he's like, I'd rather not yeah. kill all these people, but I guess and I don't have a choice. Even when he's fighting them, like he just still does not want to hurt them. He's like, these are my, these are soldiers, these are my fellow uh, men in arms. And he goes, but Black Panther does not have that issue. And Black Panther throws a spear through a guy. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Um, but- I think I love that part though, where Cap's like, you know, out of all the villains I faced, this is probably one of the hardest because it's an American soldier. It's it's my brothers. They've had the same training as me and. He's like, there's no one that has more fight than an American soldier. And so, like, I thought that was a really cool moment for him to, like, admit, like, it was, right? this is a lot tougher because it's, A, people that have been trained the same way I have, that have done, that have been in the same situations as me, and I don't think any villain has has anything on these nukes, It's basically. a good situation because when you get a character like Captain America, not that he's the most powerful in that universe, he's not even close, but when you get a character that's that powerful, the same thing like Superman in DC, right? It's never going to be them going against the most powerful person. Like in this, those guys are way weak. He can take them out in two seconds. It's more about that he doesn't want to do that because he feels for them being like, this is not their choice to do any of this. They're, you know, they're under some sort of mind control and they're made this way. They are so blind with rage they can't see straight anymore. And like, I don't want to hurt them. And that's what it is. It's like he is weak against them and not in terms of strength, but in terms of what he wants to do. Like he doesn't really want to hurt them. And which is interesting because that's what you have to do with those characters is like make them have those moral struggles rather than physical struggle struggles because physically he can take out these guys in two seconds. It's just that he doesn't want to. Black Panther has no issue with that. He's uh, going to take him out as quickly as possible. <laughs> and uh, he, when you see that fight, actually, if you go back and look at it, Captain America is really doing more of like kind of pushing them away. Like, well, he's pulling his punches. He's just trying to deflect from getting hurt. Where Black Panther's just going in headstrong to i think almost pick up the slack that captain's leaving behind going i know captain's not fully in this fight he's he's fighting enough to survive but i need we need to shut him down there's a but great the, panel where captain has a shield on he's like holding a bunch of the back i thought that was a great panel yeah because like there's the part where black panther has to finally go into the control room and activate that whatever that makes all the speed nukes. up their process. He gave him, yeah. he gave him, there's a virus that they're putting right. into him and it's so like they don't last they usually like, last days but he's like let's speed up to seconds yeah so cat might you know be pulling his punches but he gets to a point where it's a numbers game where the numbers are starting to win out and he's like hey and he, uh, like i don't want this to happen but uh can we speed this process up are you like ready to go because he was starting to get overwhelmed well i think a part of it for captain is that instead of having to fight them instead of having to put them down himself by deflecting and literally shielding them all back he didn't actually have to kill anybody so it's all i'm not not saying he's trying to put it all on black panther but he had a hard enough time deciding, yeah, I want to, I want, I want to stop this, but I don't want to hurt these men. If I just hang back, Black Panther will take care of it for me. Not that he's not, I'm not trying to weaken him, but he's that much. Well, he's I mean, trying to be no, that respectful. He is, but I mean, when you have a hundred yeah. trained soldiers called Nuke coming at you, like yes, Captain America can take on a handful of them, no problem. But handful on handful on handful, that's a lot to ask yeah. of anybody. So um, I think the only part I didn't care for this issue, and I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think it's like how great the Captain America Black Panther part was. Like in the background, they're trying to build up these characters of this Powers Enterprise. And I didn't like anything with the Sharon Carter in the car thing. I was like that cliffhanger happened. I was like, 
I mean, thankfully, the Captain America Black Panther stuff was so amazing that I'm excited for the next issue, but that didn't really hook me to be like, ooh, I can't wait for issue four to see what happens to Sharon in the truck. The the Sharon, I, I like the first part of the Sharon where she was in the truck, and then, you know, she did a little ass kick, and that was great. Um, but they're trying to make that, that new group seem so big and strong that, or trying to compare it even to Hydra, it's like, you're not a Hydra group, you're not... I haven't seen your power yet. Yeah, I, I need to see a show of force, which maybe we'll get the next issue because yeah. Sharon's now captured. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just kind of that whole maybe she developed the villain a little bit more for I, so I can understand the gravitas of the situation. Yeah. But uh, I give this issue a nine. Nine. Yeah, I thought it was really great. Uh, it was a nine for me, too. The arts, I'm looking at it right now, just reviewing it and looking it over. Uh, and I was going to say, yeah, that I, I think the most le- um, the most the least interesting aspect of this book has always been like them trying to put some sort of comic book plot in it, and that's what that story is, which right. with Sharon and exactly. these new group. And I don't think that's that's where this book really uh, is great. I think it's great in the po- political commentary that it has, and like Cap trying to find the real like the real Cap inside him again, realize who that is, and make the people realize who that is, and that there's no more fake Cap. You know, like making them believe in the American dream again. That's the greatest part of this book. And there's less than that in this issue. There's more comic book stuff, right? They're fighting nukes. There's a little bit about it being like these, somebody led these guys, these boys down the wrong path. And I want to find out who that was. That was more interesting to me. Oh yeah. Be like, I want to find out who that was. And like, I want to see Cap confront that guy and be like, how could you do this to your own men? Rather than worried about like the people who are like this super villain kind of like that. I don't care about it at all. Who was the, the bad guy in this is that, that's not Obadiah Stane, right? That's not Iron that's Monger. That's Obadiah Stane's son. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think you're right, though. Like 30 pages, that's not a lot of room for different perspectives. And I, I'm kind of getting sick of that in the industry itself, that when you're telling a 30-page story, that I have to have six different perspectives. I'd rather have, like, you know, Cap and that perspective and see everything through his eyes. And I get you need to develop the plot. But I don't think giving three pages to the new villains is enough to get me to be like, oh, damn. Like, I, I need, I'd rather see them form, as, become more evil through capsize so that I'm doing that journey with him. But don't jump around in perspective where I'm getting lost just so you can get a good cliffhanger, which isn't that good. It's still good, though. Really good. Yeah. I mean, the main chunk of it is good. Right. Alex? It's you. Paper Girls, number uh, 34. 34? 24. 24. Uh, this is uh, Brian Kivon and Cliff Chang. A uh, story where we have... Uh, Alex, what happened? You know, this actually, I was surprised. This issue was pretty good. It was great. I read the ba- last two back-to-back. This book's, I think, oh, at the peak. Oh, really? You not read 23 yet? Because okay. I thought 23 was really strong. Yeah. Um, so what does happen this issue? I'm not. You know what the weird thing is? Normally, it's you, Marvin, They're who does all this stuff. They're going to rid the cancer of Mac. Is that her name? Mac, yeah. Mac. Read her cancer and eventually get there. And he goes, she doesn't have leukemia. What are you talking about? Not in the past, not in the future. She gets the cancer or form of cancer that's untreatable, uh, uncurable. That time is from time traveling. Yeah. And she has this time traveling cancer. And then she's like, well, fuck. And then the guy tries to go, wait a second, you're time travelers? And he wants to uh, capture them and kill them. And uh, they get out of there. And she's like, you know what? The kid was right. Sometimes some people just die. We all die. So. She didn't care, and now she's kind of over it. We're kind of past that arc of her being worried about dying. She's back to Mac, uh, the fearless Mac. And uh, also we get another story, the people in the past, the mother and the daughter. Wari and, well. Uh, Yapo. Uh, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say mother and daughter so much. I guess not mother, mother and son. son. Yeah, we find out that the son is actually this old guy that's been chasing this whole time. Grandfather. Grandfather. Well, he was the baby, you know, when they were running around. In yeah, the, the yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she brings him to the sh- as a favor to the mother. It was like bring him with you, and she brings him, and he turns out to be the uh, bad guy uh, in the future. Future. He's the bad guy. Well, I think bad guy is a matter of perspective. I say now because now now I'm finding less that he's a bad guy, but he's just their we're finding these girls who are time traveling are kind of doing something they shouldn't be doing and he's just trying to take a stop to it is he trying to kill them or is he just trying to apprehend them well i well if you assume the uh surgeon little cancer remover guy try to kill them so i don't know maybe he's got a secret agenda he said i'm gonna do this that's the only way i'll live like if i kill you is the only way i'll survive they know what if i if they know that you're in here i didn't do anything to kill you then they're gonna kill me so I mean I, they don't seem like good people to me, but but uh, I know. But I mean I'm just you're saying you're judging their eyes, people in their future. They're trying to keep it like I understand the is. reason. Yeah, same thing with Terminator. He wants to make it sure that everything's kept good for the robots. But still, everybody's not happy that way. Um, uh, you know I gotta say I do love how Brian K. Vaughn, You know this is obviously the future makes the the language in the book almost like text talk to like the hundredth degree, just meaning that as a nation, we're getting dumber over time because, like, we're using shortcuts and tricks to speak, and so literally sentences are in... He- they're like, BRB, bitches, like, you know, just using, like, this new age language, and, like, when Mac and all them are talking, like, oh, you speak the old English, and we're like, old English? This is normal fucking English. Like, what are you talking about? I, I struggle to read the, the shorthand. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's what the... That's because he's that's an what old he's, man. Well, I'm just saying that's what Brian K. Vaughn's saying. is like, okay, eventually... Well, I know, but I just yeah. mean this guy's an old man. He doesn't... Uh, he's, not the, he's not on the internet, so he doesn't know. But I, I just I think would, it's a good... Internet speak. Good uh, perspective to be like, hey, you know, I mean, you always got to have a moral in your stories and something to associate with, and it's kind of like us over but time. He, even if you go back to just two characters who aren't really from the future, one's from our time and one's from 80s, when she was like, spoiler alert. And she's like, what's a spoiler? And she's like, doesn't even like that. I love that Brian Kivan is aware enough of times to put those kind of jokes in there. And it's only funny because like, it's funny now in perspective being like, that's funny because they don't know that in the eighties. And obviously now when you lose that kind of language, like that's our language. Like if somebody in the eighties read this, they'd be like, what are they talking about? And somebody in 10 years might be like, oh, that's old. Like the spoiler kind of talk. So I just find it very well done that, in in terms of clothing, setting, everything, like the time frames that he's going to, like you said, the, even the future things develop to a point where it feels real enough to be like, okay, well, uh, that's probably how they talk in the future. I right. can't believe it. At this point, it doesn't feel like in the 50s what they thought the future looked like. It actually does feel like that might be the future because we've seen that kind of evolution of language for a while. Like instead of saying, you know, uh, like so something is hot, nothing's hot anymore, everything is fire, right? That's well, if you listen to this morning. week's, if you listen to this week's gauntlet, Alex says laugh out loud, and I was like, "You didn't say LOL." Like, perfect. We're not like degradating as a gauntlet. society. You know, our show where we talk about the books coming out this week. I said laugh out loud. You did. Yeah. You said it made me laugh out loud, and oh. I was like, I looked at you like, you mean LOL? Oh, <laughs> I didn't remember saying that. You did. You still um, got it. I think this issue is really great. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I would give it a nine, and I am excited for that. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the big thing is like Wari, you know, she's having PTSD, not PTSD, Alzies, 
Alzheimer's, and she's forgetting <laughs> what? I've never heard of any to be referred to I've as, never heard as Alzies. No. Yeah, she's her old fucking man. That's why you can't even speak the new language. Um, so she's having yeah, gaps. Gotta, I would think that would offend someone yeah. with Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzies? So. What's that? She's in short term for Alzheimer's. <laughs> Yet he gets on me for my Vietnam joke. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, because you're saying a joke about, nah, I'm not going to go there. Um, so uh, she re- remembers briefly what her password it's is to tell her robot. You did not. Uh, her password to get like a hidden object that uh, was a cage yeah. uh, brought yeah. back, uh, brought to her. So in the fe- I'm guessing at when we no, get to the... No, um, Aaron. Aaron. Cages, so one of them. cages with Mac. Okay, so in the future at some point, Aaron's going to come back. I'm guessing towards the finale. Job drop by Wari, hand her off this note, which it was cool. It was like folded like an old school note like you would do in middle school or high school. So uh, the next issue is going to reveal what's in that note. And I think we're starting to get more answers and it, it's becoming way more fun. It was a nine for me too. It's really Cliff Chang's art for the whole thing. Yeah. Great. Oh, Actually, so I think this is one of the best, best looking issues I'd seen. His coloring and everything. God, I miss that guy. And I mean, this is still great, but I miss him on like uh, Wonder Woman when that book was. Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I think if there was any other artist, I probably dropped this a long time ago and just gave it up on it. I do like the Brian K. Vaughn, like long term, like in Saga, I feel like he writes for the issue. He knows how to write cliffhangers. Great. He knows how to like make that issue feel like, oh, God, I got, I got my money's worth or this feels like it's being written for a trade, which is great because I think the audience for this is a younger audience. It is that audience that talks like that is that next generation. And I feel like, and that's why the back of it's like kind of fun, and it's good, like you're in terms of like talking to, uh, uh, what do you call those people? Pa- paper girl, <laughs> and um, uh, call it brigade. I think that this is made for the trade, and that's how that audience reads it. So I think that that's why it's being written in terms of like instead of being relevations per issue, and that's what I think we've complained about in the past. Is sometimes you're like, nothing really happened in this issue. He's writing for the trade. Which is great to see him adjust per audience, right? Saga, he knows it's going to be a big thing with comic book people. It's a big thing with like an age that me and Alex are, and not not like forty years we're old. We're used to like <laughs> serial <laughs> issues, and then Paper Girls is for a younger audience, so it's more rent for a trade. He has something that is like his, um, you know, private eye book that was about technology or thing like that. That was online, pay what you want, you know. So I I like that brand came on and could be sort of versatile and like go back and forth between these things. But still, like now we're at this point now where it still feels like Brian K. Vaughan. It still feels like that exciting kind of like cliffhanger, this relevation that who the grandfather is and all that. It works out to be very, very Brian K. Vaughan-ish. And uh, I do enjoy it now that we're there. But I feel like if you're in trades, you're, you're all in the whole time. Yeah. I mean, because I think for us, it took a lot of work to get to where we are now. <laughs> but I think the part is that you go from Marvin and I reading Saga where it is issue per issue, something pays off. Um, where other are, are other writers like um, Oblivion Song? I'm sure that's the uh, trade esque book, and I dropped book it. We're not going to my books. No, 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 when... no, 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 no. I'm just saying that I find it interesting that I dropped it. Marvin dropped it because it's going to be more likely a trade or a 12 issue. Here's your big, big book run. Where, in all honesty, if it were someone else writing this Paper Girls book, we probably would have dropped it. Going, what the hell is this shit? But because it's Brian K. Vaughn, we're like, okay, I'll I'll give it a chance. I'll I'll give it twenty four issues to see whether or not it's worth my time to keep getting. I give nine. it a nine. Alex, Donny Cates wrote this other book this week, Cosmic Ghostwriter number three. Like I said, Donny Cates and art by Dylan Burnett. Uh, 
literally probably my favorite issue that I've read. This it was week. pretty hilarious. Um, you know, and speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. we get alternate dystopian fuck you up Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so we get Slide One Cable, um, Iron Groot, uh, Captain Marvel with Captain America Shield. No, 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 Miss Marvel with Captain America yeah. Shield. Um, Captain Marvel, Jugger Duck. Uh, Jugger Duck, that's the name. And was. what's the other one? Galactus, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Well, I guess he wasn't on the team. But. Cable. Yep, yeah, it was Jubilee. Julie Bean. Julie Bean. Vampire. Enough said. I don't, no, think, so. I don't think so. I think oh. she's just uh, she a fireworks. She's been a vampire for a half second. Mm. Uh, for a half second. <laughs> uh, I love this book. It's really funny. It's, you know, I think, it, of course, you had to have read Thanos Wins. I mean, not necessarily, but I think to get the comedy of this Frank Castle Ghost Rider character. I don't think so. I think you just read this. I forget. I know I'm I've, saying, but to get the whole picture, like, because there's just a lot of backstory with where he came from and how he's Frank Castle. And like, that's really cool. And I think it was issue two. Was it that? Does Galactus do that thing where he goes and re- reads his memories? Because that's when, yeah, Guardians yeah. Galaxy shows up at the end of that issue. Well, I think, but I think part of it is that it's just, it, there's more payoff having read uh, Thanos wins. There's a recap page. I, yeah. Who, for, who wants you? to read? An essay to be fair, Marvin Forgotten, so we had to reread the recap page. I did page. read the recap page, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's time. Uh, I enjoyed issue two more than three, but three was so great. Oh, really? I, I loved three so I much. Loved the, I, I loved, loved that bar scene in two. It was so funny to me. Yeah. When Thanos is like, can I kill him? And it's like, no. He's like, whoa, buddy, no. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you guys are going to die anyway, so uh, you know, fuck off. This kid could be in here. He's, he's a special kid. And he's like, the kid can't be in the bar. And he was like... Yeah, this kid's okay. He's uh, he's he's with me, and I'm old enough for both of us. And I just found that whole scene hilarious. There was never, there were funny things in this issue, the third one, but nothing was as funny as that scene to me, at least. So, oh, really? the the last page made me laugh. Out oh, the last the page so, was he's great. Taking Cable's so, arm. What? When baby Thanos is taking? No, 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 no. The, no, last the, the far the last last thing we can say it first. I was just so all the time that Cable's talking to I'm just Ghost Rider. And he keeps doing, you know, slide one. So it comes back as a different, a little bit older cable, brought a new team to fight uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider beats the shit out of him. So uh, slide 28 comes back with, you know, 28 more people, brings more team. Again, Cosmic Ghost Rider kicks the shit out of everybody. Finally, what? Slide 100. Cable older than Dirt. Dirt is even younger than Cable. There's a whole shitload of people. And Ghost Rider finally does start to take a little bit of a fall. And, uh, Baby I Thanos. Think so. I think he obliterates the shit out of him. No, because Baby Thanos gets out because they they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, Baby Thanos right. gets out and rips seconds. off his arms and beats everybody up. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing! Way to go! And then you get to the best part of this. I when you had said last night this was an amazing book about. Oh, I'm, I'm like three page again, where uh, you find out what uh, Baby Thanos becomes. Punished the Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah, that is okay. Now hey, pops. Right. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Big fucking bazooka. I thought the, his look was hilarious. Like he doesn't seem so much buff as he just feels like big. No, um, I think the way he's drawn is like perfect. Where he's got, and I love that he's actually wearing a Punisher shirt. Jeez, oh, I, I I like that. I that don't was, think there was a lot of this is six issues. Five, five. I don't think there's like a lot of substance, a lot of action in this issue. We got a lot more. I think like, that's why I like too last week. Um, yeah, more, but. The action was funny, and I did like the ending a lot. And it like Thanos uh, finally killing somebody, and then Cosmic was like, oh, "Okay, fine." And he just shot Cable. Like there were good stuff in that book, and I really did enjoy this a lot. Um, and I really do like the art a lot. Uh, something I thought 
from that first issue, I was like, I don't know. If, I think I even said in the podcast, I was like, I'm not sure if it's 100% my style, but I'm okay with it. Now I'm like, okay, this is perfect for like this type of story. And I thought that maybe when I first, this book was announced, I go, I'm in because it's Donnie Cates, but in the back of my head, I kind of was scared that maybe too much cos- Cosmic Grocery would be too much, but it seems fine. Just wait a couple months, then it'll be too much. I've, I've, and maybe that's probably my my fear for the Gardens of Galaxies. If Cosmic Ghost Rider's so prominent that he is going to be overused and he's going to be the Deadpool of the team, and I'm like, okay, really? No. Let, let it dial down. You're right. Bring in Howard the Duck. Let's go. No, no. Chuck still wrong. Duck. You know he's dead. <laughs> I uh, give this one a good uh, nine. This is a nine. I'm at an eight for this one. Um, I don't know. I just think, I mean, not saying it's bad. It was great. You hate um, it. Eight is good. If I say less than a six, it's bad. Eight's being passive. Go ahead. Eight's being passive. <laughs> Slow average. Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, it was good, but I don't think it was as great as issue one or two. I think as a whole, it's amazing. Um, I just think you know there's a lot. Like I'm trying to see what they're trying to get to with this. I series. still think if you haven't read Thanos Wins yet by Danny Cates, uh, which is just in the Thanos series, the arc's called Thanos Wins, and you're not. Uh, and you're still like on the fence with this, you are missing out a lot. Like those are so far combined. Like I understand what you're saying before. Like this by itself is still good, but it's not as amazing if you read these back to back. That combination of these two together is probably one of the best things in Marvel in the last couple <laughs> years. So yeah. I think that, I think maybe part of it is that Thanos wins has the Jeff Shaw art, which was immaculate, and just these ideas that slowly got revealed to us. That yeah, now we know Frank Castle is Cosmic Ghost Rider, all the shit he'd gone through. But to see that in Thanos wins is what really made that book so strong. Wait, say his name. Thanos. Say his name. Thanos. Thanos. I don't know. Why I say no, it's Thanos. Did you watch Avengers Infinity War? They say Thanos. Thanos. I don't believe it. I used to say Thanos a lot. I used to say Thanos. I don't believe it. And then when I heard the correct way that the creator called him Thanos. I say Thanos. Thanos with with an extra H. Thanos. Garrett, what else? (laughs) Uh, We got Batman number 54, written by Tom King, with art by Matt Wagner. Uh, This is the one-shot Batman and Robin. (laughs) Is it only a one-shot? Who's doing the next arc? I will get up in a second here, but uh, Batman and Robin and uh, Batman and uh, Nightwing story. Batman and Nightwing taking place in present day, and Batman and Robin taking place when... Dick Grayson's is he even saying side. Batman Robin? It's just Batman and Dick. Yeah, he's Grayson. not Robin yet. Batman and Dick. Uh, just Grayson. after like that week that his mom and dad died. Yeah, the week. Uh, well, a couple months. It kind of flashes back. I was worried about this issue going in, only for the fact that again, Marvin might fight me on this. I thought when he did Grayson, like I didn't think. I think that was yes, it had Dick Grayson trying to be another character, and it was still Dick Grayson. But I don't think getting down to the essence of him because at that point in time, you know, he had been through a lot. He got tortured and forced into just doing something he didn't really want to do, but he knew he had to. So kind of doing the same kind of Bruce mentality, not really being carefree Dick Grayson. This is legit Dick Grayson that, um, you know, most people know, um, you know, starting with that first page where he's smiling the entire first page. And, you know, you can just tell this entire issue. He, all he's trying to do is cheer up Bruce because, you know, as brooding and, you know, horrible things that Bruce went through during his childhood, he was still there for him. Um, and I thought there was a lot of great heartfelt moments throughout the entire uh, issue where I'm like, that's that's 100% Bruce and Dick. Like, they would act that way. Like, Bruce would be like, dude, you're trying to make me too happy. Like, you're trying to make me laugh. And then eventually he makes him laugh in the Batcave. And Batman starts laughing for a second. He's like, whoa, too much emotion. And then he's like, no, I can't, can't. I know he's like, what's wrong with me? And he's like, hey, man, 
I know you're saying that you're okay, but when you're you think you're not okay and you're finally ready to not be okay, let me know. They are like great, like you said. The whole time, uh, Nightwing is very, uh, like he's there for Bruce. He's there, like he's like I'll go back when. Like he's very candid, not candid. He's very like trying to be there for Bruce, but not forcing it upon him. Right? He's like, how long you can? How long are you gonna be here for? He goes, you know me. He goes, I'll just be around. And he's, but you know, in his head, he's like, I'm gonna be here as long as you need me to be. But he knows that Bruce will not react to that in the way that he wants to track. So he's just like, hey, you know, I'll be around. And the same thing there. She goes, I bet you a penny. He goes, a big penny. You know, and then stuff like that. And he finally gets Bruce to like break and laugh. And you see Bruce. So like in the flashback when Dick Grayson is uh, a kid, you kind of see the father and, father and son relationship. You kind of see Bruce be the father that, that Dick Grayson really needs in that time to be the mentor, to be the person that helps him move on. And then in the future story, you kind of see the opposite of that. Nightwing becomes the mentor, becomes the person to help Bruce move on. How to be the mentor in terms not of like how to be a better hero, but how to be, you know, more of a person to like move on and like show your feelings, to be happy, to show these emotions, like to cry if you need to cry. And you kind of, it kind of turns from a father and son relationship in the past to kind of more of like a brother relationship in the future. And you see them in that way and you see the way they've grown and when we get to that last page when he's like you remember i used to hate cucumber sandwiches yeah he goes i just told you what my father told me he's and the last couple lines when he's like yeah you might hate him at first but eventually they grow on you and you kind of see them like walk away together and you understand that's kind of like an allegory for their relationship you know that if you keep on working them they're worth it and they walk away with that this issue here, I remember we talked about last week, you were curious, like, how Tom King would write Nightwing. Mm-hmm. This issue here proves that Tom King understands them 100%. Oh, that yeah, whole absolutely. Yep. Well, so that makes me think that any of the, this is, this, I mean, it's a jab, but the weakness in Grayson may have been uh, Tim Seeley. <laughs> Dude, Tim Seeley's been biting it. I know, I, well, I mean, and I didn't mean to change it to that subject, but you talked about Grayson earlier before we even talked about the specific issue. It's like, you know, there were great Grayson issues, great story. That character felt like Dick Grayson at times. And then when that whole team left, it's like, wow, well, this isn't Dick Grayson. This felt like Dick Grayson. I felt even Bruce seemed more of a dick than normal to me, not Dick Grayson. So I got to say two things, and they're both involving Matt Wagner. One, great art, looked incredible. And how refreshing is it to see Batman in the original Batman, you like year one outfit? Oh yeah, I yeah. love that. Outfit. I barely noticed it actually. It it looked like animated series to me. I noticed which was it, good. but it also felt like it was how it's supposed to be. So I really yeah. didn't pay attention to it. Right. Um. It wasn't like I like that it was more subtle than being flashy. There was nothing to be like, hey, I'm wearing the old suit, right? It was just like there, and we knew that because he asked for it at literally the last panel. The last one was like, give me my old suit. Yeah. So I love that they're not like paying attention. There's no like ads that came out they're like the trunks are back you know like the different superman like oh look at this guys and superman he was like yeah i need my old you know the superman i read that issue there was like three or four pages of him like give me my old suit lois is wearing my new suit right is that right lois is gonna take took his new no suit? literally all they do and bennis's run is like did you see he's wearing the underwear again that's all they do to no me. lois takes a suit what lois takes a suit oh his old suit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no his new suit that's why he goes back to his old suit because lois took his new one the one in his face that's what i meant yeah, well, yeah. i mean is 
His old new suit, yes. I yeah, guess. yes. He's wearing so that's why his he old back, outfit because Lois that's all he has left. Yeah. So, but I mean, they make a big deal out of it. And this one, it was literally one one line at the end of the last issue. And this one, they didn't mention it at all. You just have to know. Well, yeah. It's what, I think at the end of that last page, he's like, I need to go back to basics. I need to go back to how I was without anybody involved. Bat nipples. Nope. No bat nipples. I didn't love bat chafe, but this issue it. is, by the way, 55 is a different story. So it's just one shot. Oh, okay. But fifty five still has Nick uh, has Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Him and oh, Sir nice. they're still teaming up. So it is a continuation. Like I said, N- uh, Nightwing's going to be there as long as he needs to be there until Bruce is okay. I was going to say at the end there, I didn't think it was complete. I was like, ah, there's a little more we can squeeze. No, but out Tony of this. Daniel is doing the art for the next arc. It's oh, about yes. KG Beast, and uh, so it's going to be a different story. But I feel like it's not going to be. And that's what I love about Tom King's run so far. Nothing feels like we've like it. Still feels like one big story still. And it feels like you could have jumped at any point, but you're not going to get the full satisfaction of this run unless you're here from issue one. Like, we know that this whole thing was done by Bane. Does that pay out? We'll see. Oh, that but, last 12. Could you imagine the last 12 issues of the series is just everything from this entire run just wrapping up and, like, one no. epic conclusion. Oh, but people it. had kind of concerns. We're on issue 54 here. People are like, he's going to do it for 100 issues? Are you sure he can last that long? And we're, you know, over halfway done with this now. And I'm like, I need... Maybe more than 100 issues, but I mean, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. But 100 issues is better than nothing. I mean, I'm saying like. That's two more years of this book. So, like, at 2020, this book will be done and somebody else can take it over. But I feel like a lot of the changes that are happening in this book, a lot of Bruce, who we're seeing, is a great uh, character development for this, uh, for Bruce. And I'd love to see it stay around. It's not going to, like, but like that last arc was so great. And I feel like we're building off of that and we're so. Like, he learned not to put too much into Bruce and uh, put too much into the Batman. And that's why kind of Nightwing started to kind of make sure that he's still okay. So now we're like, we're in the rebuilding phase. But like, how long is it going to take? What does he need? And it, Nightwing is there to assist him with it. And I think it's a great kind of reversal of that relationship. And I like to see where it goes. And it looks like we will. So, you know, you say KGB is going to be in the next arc. And I was like, oh, really? That doesn't make me excited. Because last time I've seen KGB was in the. Um all-star awesome. Batman. I was like, really? That, he's not that exciting of a character. But then I'm thinking it's Tom King writing him. He's going to do the the work to make KG Beast 1 interesting to a threat. And I think Tony Daniel, when he wants to do good art, is spectacular. So this book will look great, read great, and I think the story will be awesome. And obviously with Dick Grayson being part of it, we'll have a little more of a... Com- not comedian's not the right term. But a little more comic relief, at least at yeah. some point. So, and I think I, I guarantee, at some point in this next arc, he's going to break down a dick and Grayson, <laughs> and uh, he's going to you know just let him know how he because like you can only keep anger built in so long, and like when there's someone basically just standing right next to you, like dude, just let it out. Like yeah. I'm right, it's fine. Like I'm not going to judge you. Just you I mean you're hurting. Let it out. I think that's very important and crucial. I think part of me would like to see, and I, I realize it's not the Bruce. Actually, maybe it is the Bruce way, Bruce Wayne way to do it. Is have Dick Grayson and Bruce hug in in their super outfit. You know, they get back to the cave and it's like, you know, that's a a great fight. I need to have I need to have you with me, and it was amazing that you were a part of this. Um, I'm just struggling, and you know, for either Dick just to grab him and hug him, or Bruce to just succumb to the i need a friend mm-hmm. and i can't talk to clark about this he's got his own garbage going on i know you're a busy man dick grayson but i i appreciate you coming to town 
Well, maybe that's right about when they, you know, Heroes in Crisis is going to start. And he's like, hey, maybe we need, oh, yeah. maybe we should go, like, I'll go with you and we'll go to the sanctuary and yeah. get some shit. God, I'm so out. excited for that book. That book's coming out so here good. next week. Next week. What? I thought it was October. I thought it was October. Oh, next week. Oh, guy. Nuh-uh. Yes. I didn't see it. I already made my schedule, my list for next week. Not for our reading list, but for what I'm getting. Well, it's not definitely on the reading list. What are you no, fuck that shit up. Batman number 54. We have Paper Girls number 24. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider number 3. Thanos Legacy numero uno. Captain America number 3. And The Dead Hand number 6. Uh, those are comic books that came out this week. Pick them up at your local comic book shop or online anytime. Anywhere you get them. I'm not sure where you do, but you do. Uh, you do you. Um, very, very uh, good books this week, I believe. I thought it was a nice, strong week. Last week wasn't... I think it was last week we were all like, oh, it's, no, no, the two weeks ago, when last week we didn't, we didn't have a yeah. regular show because I wasn't here. It's not and coming also, out next week. Also last huh? week. It's not coming out next week. Yeah, it is. I just checked Diamond. It's not coming out. October. It's been saying it at all the ads. That's weird because the second one Hawk comes Man, out. Hawkman and then House of Whispers. The second one comes nope. out in October. Nope. Yep. False. Dude, <laughs> I have the official release of comics site, not your hey, whatever app. While you have it pulled Sorry. up, tell us what you I don't features. have that app. It's Previews World. You use Previews World? Uh Uh-huh. So look between Hawkman and House of Whispers. What do you see there? Do you see Heroes in Crisis? No. Can't see it. Well, too bad. All right. Well, if you were reading um, Cosmic Ghost Rider... um, September 26th is when it comes out. Oh, okay. So Next week. We're we're both right. (laughs) So if you were reading Cosmic Ghost Rider this week, you might have seen an ad for Marvel What If. Um, Can I say something quick? Yeah. You say we're both right. But you are no way any. <laughs> I'm off by a couple like weeks. That's like so close to October. <laughs> I'm off by a couple weeks. Yeah, he's <laughs> wrong and I'm wrong. You're both wrong. Yeah, you're both not right. He said next week. He said October, September 26th. Well, I guess you're both right. No, I said, no, I said we're both kind of. Right. If we're doing if we're doing the Marvin game of who's closest, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> well, in every single Marvel game, Marvin game, I lose. So that's BS. Ninety uh, percent of the games I lose now because false. I get fucked over. Nah, then you get some freaking cheat at the end where you win. <laughs> no, he just <laughs> forgot to do something. That's how I win. Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Tickets on sale at supercon.com. Alex, we're going to be there doing a show, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be there on the 28th doing a uh, live show for everyone. What's it going to be called? Wednesday Comics After Dark. Dark. And not only us are going to be there, a lot of people are going to be there. Phil Hester, right, Gary? Yes, Phil Hester, the uh, current artist of Batman Beyond. Uh, he's done other projects like Shipwreck. Um, he's done some Swamp Thing that you may or may not have seen in uh, some Holland Files that came out recently. Not only Phil, Science Steve, Shay Fontana, Tony Fleece, uh, Travis Nye, Midwest All Pro doing a show the 28th. They'll be doing a show that night. That's the main attraction that night. Jill Thompson, Ryan Cody, John Allen, and more. Tom Wynn uh, going to be at Supercon.com. Make sure there's a lot going on that weekend. I would say if I... I'm going to tell you any kind of advice. Buy that weekend pass. You won't regret it. You got MAP, concert that night also. You got Wednesday Comics After Dark. And then you got a whole weekend of uh, stuff to do, people to see. Supercon.com for more information. Okay. So like I was saying, if you read Cosmic Ghost Rider number three this week, like we did, um, there was an ad for um, what ifs, Marvel What Ifs, um, one of them being... um, Spider-Man is Punisher, and on his gauntlets, instead of shooting out webs, he shoots out bullets, which is pretty cool. But it just got me thinking, and um, 
about doing our own version of that. And I came up with three scenarios that are what ifs, but you know, obviously trademarks. We're going to do if what's, if what happens is. Okay. So that's Wednesday comics. For the if record, what is. I'm actually going to get that. What if Spider-Man was the Punisher? I, I'm getting that. That one that I'm going to get. Sweet. That one I'll get. And I might get the Spider-Man one. There's a Thor one. Oh, that's what if Thor was raised by the Frost Giants. Yep. I don't know if I'll get that. I won't, I won't get, I'm just going to get the uh, Flash Thompson Spider-Man and uh, Peter Parker's Punisher. All right. Ready for the first one? We got three of them that we're going to go yep. over. And it's like I'll say the scenario. I'm just going to talk about it because I think you know one of the things we excel at is we're all comic book fans. And we have imaginations and we have read a mil. I mean, we've read thousands of stories. Millions of Not books. Million. And I was like, millions is a lot. Maybe at least a thousand or so. But what? I can't amp it up. Try to explain it to no, the audience. Just, just to go, yeah, I can. He's I'm like, okay, let's go. Well, okay. he's got to yell because he wasn't holding his microphone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we need to get you a headset. <laughs> go on. Uh, first one is a X-Men scenario. Okay. So if what happens, get to get it. If what happens is that, um, so Jean Grey has powers of telekinesis, right? Mm-hmm. If what if there was a part of her power that was residual or not residual, more like it was an after effect. So every time she controlled another mutant's mind, not, not only did she control them or like do whatever she did to them, move them, corrupt their minds or whatever. So she doing telekinesis or is she doing telepathy? Uh, so you're right, she, telepathy. So she's doing mind controlling or is she literally moving their body? Like force well, whatever. Whenever she uses her mutant powers on another mutant. No, but I'm, I'm asking if, okay, I'm going to touch your arm. Okay. I'm making you, I'm not mind controlling. I'm just making your arm do No, this. not like that, dumbass. Jean, whatever. It's, it's a legit question. Am I, whatever, am I forcibly Jean Grey, breaking your bones no, to fit in a box or no. am I just making you? However, Jean Grey uses her powers. I'm not the X-Men expert here, so you fill in the gaps on that part. He's not, but certainly makes a scenario. Go ahead. What do you mean he's not an expert? You just said you're not. No, I said he's not. I said I'm not the expert. I know, and I said you're not. This guy's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally just said that. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> no, you're like, he's not. Um, <laughs> I'm not the expert. Yeah, you're not. So why don't I agree with you? Sorry, I'm just saying awesome. this guy knows... Uh, <laughs> See, I, can't I can't ever play a game. Shit. I can never play a game. Okay. Or discuss it's a residual effect of her, her magic. How, so, how yeah. am I the bad guy? I've been listening the whole time. He's the one who came up with the question. And you said something. I go, I agree with you. You're not. And I was nah, like, no, you said it in a snarky <laughs> time. <laughs> you said it in a snarky time. <laughs> All right. Time. Well, let's restart this. Because clearly, I can't ever say anything without getting judged. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm getting the okay. right information. So, Jean Grey, anytime she uses her mutant powers on another mutant, okay, there is an after effect that five years after she's used that power, yes, a big amount of time, wow. those mutants that she's used her powers on start to lose their memories to a point that they lose all of their memories. And once they lose all of their memories, they become like feral, um, kind of like um, The Walking Dead, but the mutant style. So all the mutants that Jean Grey has ever touched or used, not like that, I mean, just with their mind. Damn it. <laughs> I can't look at you. <laughs> Where she's used with I just her mind. She wanted to invoke somebody. <laughs> but anyways, five yeah. years, they basically, they don't die, but they just become blobs in their mind and just go crazy and use their powers on anyone in sight, like a zombie would try to eat somebody. Okay. So in this scenario, um, she doesn't know this. She's like, this is all if what happens. What the hell? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I can see your eyes. You're just like dying here. Um, 
So if uh, Jean doesn't realize this is actually happening by her powers, okay? So she, um, so there's all these mutants that are going crazy, and she doesn't realize um, that this is happening until she has to kill Logan because Logan has become he's the first one she's ever touched with her mind. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. So she, she, okay. Right. And since he's older, his mind was able, because he had so much information, he was losing his memory a lot quicker. Okay. But she had to kill Wolverine, otherwise, he was a danger to killing other people. Now, um, once she's done killing Logan in this huge battle, at the end, she turns around and there's all the other X Men coming for her. Okay. And so. Really what, realizing what she has to do because she's one mutant against the entire mutant civilization. She kills them all, like not not necessarily Phoenix style, but kills them all. Okay, because she realizes if they continue to do what they're doing, humans are going to get hurt. The like the world's going to get hurt, and that's too much uncontrolled power in society. Okay, so she kills them all. Right now, she then becomes the last mutant. Right. So from all that power, killing all the mutants at once, not knowing it. So she gets the same thing happen to her. Five years is what she has left. She doesn't know this, but she's starting to lose her memories in that last year. Um, so much so that on her last day of existence, she um, remembers, she's remembering less and less and less, and she finally loses it. And then how that scenario would end is she just goes crazy. And basically, the entire earth blows up. So what's our part of this game? So your part of this is like, let's just talk about it. What do you think about that, though? We're just discussing it. Like, if Jean Grey, okay, I'll make it so you guys don't make fun of me. By if the, Jean Grey, just listen. By the way, Alex, I was about, talking. Think about this. Uh, what if Spider-Man was Punisher? That's a nice cover. Now, I can't do the same things. <laughs> Imagine this all in the camera. <laughs> you can't talk about, okay, if Spider-Man's Punisher, he can chew bullets out of his webs. Okay. Right. So here, you lay down the rule. So, no, there's no rules. It's just no, free know, discussion. Jean Grey has a latent power that when she controls you with her mind. I'm going to say it's Xavier instead. Is that what this is? is? No. We're changing it? No. <laughs> if, if. Does she do say Xavier? Does he fight back? Does he's he dead. become feral? She kills him. Like, X3 But would style. he know that she's doing something? Okay, so. But I, she's touched his mind. So five years later. He can touch later. hers. Doesn't mean you can block memories touching. from. But yes, I, but her latent power is that after five years, you lose your memories and go crazy. I thought we were talking about her mutant power. That is her mutant power. You said her latent power. No, but it's after, it's after it's been used. Power. Okay, so Wolverine, she she fights Logan first. Or mm-hmm. originally, she telepathically touched him, and but he has a healing factor, which I would assume would have healed in his brain. Mm. So how long is it actually? Like for him, would it have been five years, or would it have been ten years, fifteen years since no, it had happened? This would have been five years because it happens naturally. And yes, he does have a healing factor. But think about when Wolverine goes in Berserker mode. How long does he last in Berserker mode? Yeah, but it'd be like getting cancer for your brain. I, I mean, know. Essentially, but you're, uh, you said Alzheimer's. It's him losing his memories, which right. I would assume would have. I'm, I'm trying. I'm being logical of the. His brain still would have healed enough that I think it would have been longer than five years. You're right. Once he hit berserk, once he hit it, the but claws Jean's are always protect out. herself. Yeah, and so Wolverine's basically coming at Gene, and Gene's trying to stop him. So why is it only Gene that they're attacking? Or is she forcing them to attack that her explicitly? Yeah, I guess that would be the scenario is that she's trying to keep the mutants at bay from attacking the humans um, because 
only the mutants are being affected. No humans are being affected in this. By, by, her, by her power. Right. Okay. So if your power does it to humans, it's like it's like a recessive thing in the mutant gene. That only if you do it to mutants, five years later, you lose all your memories, and then you turn into like a zombie. Okay. And just kill the Second thing, Jean Grey should have been put down a long time ago, and she needs to stop touching everybody. <laughs> well, she doesn't, she doesn't realize it until Wolverine, like starts attacking her for no reason then she reads wolverine's mind and just blank okay so blank okay. she knows that he's a zombie or right. quote-unquote zombie doesn't know that she's the cause of it right okay but she starts putting two and two together why is she touching people's brains her friends no so, but i mean how many times has Jean used her powers to move somebody with her like with her powers or so I it was, read so their it, minds it's okay. one of telepath or being telekinesis okay because she have both she has both but there, but the difference is telekinesis is moving moving things literally with your mind where telepath is like reading your mind or controlling your thoughts i would say doing either I think any of her, using any of just her power, everybody yeah, over. That's exactly if she it. used cerebro, yeah, that's cerebro, exactly it. She fucked everybody. But well, cerebro, she, yeah. But doesn't she have some sort of rule where she doesn't do that to her friends? She doesn't read their mind. I, but I don't know. I mean, even reading X Men Blue, she was, re- I and mean, that was the younger Jean. So maybe she didn't yeah. make that rule. Anybody for your mission, you're not an expert. So, well, that's but, right. but, but, <laughs> but, but you're right. You're right. As as young Jean Grey, even though she's been told multiple times, don't read my minds. Don't read my mind without asking. Yeah, what age we talking? She's done it several times. She does. Yeah, she does all the well, time. Jean Grey does not do that. Without, I don't know. She's done it before in X Men Red. She'll do it to people that like That's v- potential villains or mutants that she. But she'll do it to bad guys, not her friends, right? Well, I don't know if she's that rules that thick anymore. Because I don't. I think yeah. she even she's like some new mutants that she's brought onto the team. Yeah, she's read their sure minds good. before. And then once they're good, they're good. She's, like, she's not going to read Wolverine's mind. That guy's good. Right? The first time she met him, she did. But you said years in the future. Depends. Are you doing five years? If you're doing the the movie where he asked her to read it, then okay. I mean, I, I agree. This Most is of the obviously time. alternate Earth. Let me ask you a question, though. Okay. When she uses that power, isn't she just reading the thoughts coming off their mind, or does she explore their mind? Like, is she She's using, But her powers are what's going into their mind to read their mind. Is she reading their mind, or is she just reading their thoughts? Gotcha. She can do both. <laughs> whatever. Whatever she does, <clears throat> any contact from her mind to so your body. So telekinesis, would that affect them when they get cancer? No, it is the five year thing. That's but, it. But so even Let if me. I did telekinesis, I literally picked up Marvin and threw him out the window. That didn't kill him. <laughs> but well, five years later, he goes crazy. He's a human. That's what you think. <laughs> he doesn't have. So even powers. telekinesis, the five years later, their mind will go crazy. Right. But you don't touch your mind with telekinesis, do you? It's just a force around them. That it's not just up? your mind. It's your any contact. It affects your DNA. Any contact whatsoever. Oh, it's the with, with mutant power. Yeah, with I, mutant she can power. touch them. Then why do you right. go crazy and not just like uh, mutate more? Like because it's like a recessive crazy. mutant gene thing that when at least when Gene Gray's powers are used on you. Ever you seen Robocop? Do you remember that guy gets acid all over him? Is like I fell asleep right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, Different. what I've come to, Gene uh, Gray needed to be put down a long time ago. One, if uh, Professor X did find out about this or any of the other uh, psychics, they would have put a stop to it. So that that's kind of surprises me. I don't that, believe this. That even X, if it's X, X gonna give it to you. If what? X gonna give if it to what? You. If what happens? I know. And if what? X Holy gonna shit! Give it to you. The Shadow King shows up from the astral plane. He's technically a mutant. Can he be affected? And he's on a different plane of existence. If she's know. in the, if she's not in the astral plane, and he attacks her mentally, he could kill her, and she would never even know about it. 
So if Emma Frost puts up her diamond, is that shield her from this mind thing? I don't think so. As long so. as you don't get two Emma Frost. When she's, she changes full diamond form, she goes back, doesn't it kind of like refresh her genes? There might be instances. I mean, to be fair, yeah. you said you're not an expert, so I'm not sure. But. Well, but I mean, it's, I mean, like my calling things out to you, it, it's more of the, I'm trying to do, if Colossus was in steel form, would the steel if deflect? Penet- no, if, he, if she can penetrate his mind through that yeah, we're alloy. Yeah, penetration here. Juggernaut to be safe. One, not a mutant. Yeah, and he has a helmet. Magneto and he's, and he's not a mutant. So, boom. Juggernaut kills it, just kills it on Magneto his own. Magneto has a helmet. So, if everybody wears helmets, if it's like a helmet crew, but they don't then know. Safe. But they don't know. But why take the risk? Until five years later, they don't know. But why do you want her to read your mind? Yeah, but Marco Kane's a human does. regardless. He gets his from the, no, the diamond to the crystal. It's not like, okay, I'm the Flash. I can run faster than Speed of Light. Am I not going to run faster like, than Speed of Light? Like, people didn't know for the longest time that falling out of a car at high speed would kill you, but they still wear seatbelts. How, how, how is she killing them? <laughs> is she just, you know, destroying their brain, yeah. melting the brain? Right. She's basically just snapping them like their heads. Why would I, she go back and kill them? Because they're about to cause de- like devastation and havoc. Pun intended, on, Why would like, she just put them in jail? Can you control thousands of mutants she at can. once? She has telekinesis. What, but see now, that's my question. If if she's the most powerful telekinetic or telep or telepath out there, does she need Cerebro to reach everybody, or is she strong enough to reach the two hundred million mutants that now exist in the X Men? Yeah, I think world? it would have to be in the local area. It can't be. I don't that's, think. Well, I don't that, even think using Cerebro. I mean, that's my well, Cerebro. Cerebro but so Cerebro's well, a technology. And, yeah, but an X two. What if she? But it's it, still her. It's still her power going through. It she, just amplifies her she power. Controls all of them. They tell them to go to jail. They all go to jail peacefully, and she's good. Maybe they make she finds a way to cure them. I'm thinking of the scenario where they're all storming. Xavier's going to come in and take care of it anyways. X going to give it to you. So that's the thing. <laughs> Just, that was, see, that was my weakest one because I couldn't think of one, and that was my last. So my next two though are way. Better. I said this. This one, it was a good question, but there's a lot I mean, of there's a lot of things that to I'm. To be fair to Garrett, he's not the expert. He's on a mission. He's not an expert. <laughs> God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> you said it. I'm agreeing right. with you. Next one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay? Oh shit! And this one I got a huge. You one really row. decided to do team and team with Alex in the room. Like I did. That. Okay. So if what happens, the Ninja Turtles are going against Shredder and the Foot, um, and that's right. I didn't mess that yes. up. No, okay. you're right. You're, I'm just so, smiling because you did the turtles. In the chaos of things, uh, Raphael kills all his brothers. They don't even see it coming. Um, so he kills Donatello, kills Leonardo, and manages to stab Mikey in the eye. Um, now, while stabbing Mikey in the eye, he punctures his amygdala, you know, and that doesn't kill him because, you know, turtles have bigger heads, but it basically kills the funny gene. Not saying that they need to know this, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but causing him not to be funny anymore, but still Raph believes that he's dead. Okay. So, um, basically Raph is now becoming like a sleeper agent for Shredder. Okay. He's already killed the family, so there's no it doesn't matter. Wait. So Shredder and the foot go away. And so Raph calls on Master Splinter um, to say, hey, like something happened. So Master Splinter's in the room, sees all his dead Chunin, or how does he say it? Kunin. Kunin. Um, and while he is lamenting, Raph stabs him in the back, kills him too. Okay. So after this. Um, this is all in the cover. <laughs> no. 
Um, so then Raph goes back to Shredder and basically becomes like his Darth Vader, um, his like uh, protege of the foot, and he instantly becomes like if Shredder was the king, he's like the prince or, you know, like whatever, the general to the president, kind of thing like that. Okay. Prince to the resident. Prince to the king, you dumbass. Um, I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't say prince to the president. I said prince to the king or general to the president. I know, but just I, I only heard prince to president. That doesn't make sense. So now that Raph has this power, um, he starts going on raids with the foot. And, um, you know, of course, to secure power, uh, there's an instance where, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady are there. And instead of having them... Where's Casey Jones at? There's a mock raid. I'm getting there. Um, they have a mock raid. And basically, the foot and Raph overwhelm Bebop and Rocksteady and kill them. So, Bebop and Rocksteady don't work for the foot. I know. But they, in, just, they in, work in, together. In the story, they don't work for the foot. In the story, they're working together. They are working together. Okay. the foot. They work for the foot. Right. Okay. In do the, they not do that in the comics? No. The, no. The, I'm just saying that the foot... Bebop and Rocksteady work for the foot. Right. But in this story... No, in this they do work they for the foot. They are work for the foot, but they got Raph killed. Raph uses that as, okay. like, betrayal, basically. Okay. okay. Well, wipes them out because... They're who, a threat. Yeah, they're a threat for his ascension to power. Okay? So, um, now, Raph now challenges uh, Shredder for the rights to run the Foot Clan, okay? And so when he does this, you know, obviously there's a big old arena set up. And Raph's about to take on Shredder. Well, out of nowhere during this fight, Mikey shows up. Mikey's not dead. He only got one eye, though. Okay? Um, So they're all fighting. It's a long, epic battle. And Mikey um, ends up defeating Shredder, kills Shredder, um, while Raph is, like, knocked out like a little pussy right now. Okay? (laughs) So he takes care of Shredder. And then um, what happens is... Uh, Mike, no, sorry, Raph gets up and Mikey and Raph start fighting. Longer battle than the Shredder one was and begrudgingly Mikey kills his brother Raph. Okay, because Raph had done so much of that and it's like, it's kind of the same scenario with Gene. It's either knock out this one bad guy so that there can be peace or let him live and cause rain and terror. Okay. And the only reason Raph was corrupted is because, you know, he's always felt like the outcast and the loner, and he wanted to have absolute power and control, peace and prosperity. And uh, was it New York the only thing on? Yeah. yeah. So, what are you going to show? Am I going to quit this game right now? What? I'm right down. I'm trying to keep track of this. All right. I'm almost there. So, um, <laughs> well, let me see that. <laughs> trying to keep track of the story. In case he wins. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm coming. So... After so you know what happens when you <laughs> defeat Shredder, you become the head of the Foot Clan. Yep. So after Mikey becomes the new owner of the Foot, he disbands the clan. Being the last survivor of his family, he turns to Casey and April. You know because they're the only people left. See Casey Jones. Um, they stay for a while, but realize there's no more battles left to fight. So they move away, um, only for the fact that they want to raise a family and you know having uh, Leonardo. Uh, Raph and Donatello dead, you know, they're really sad and like that's their best friends. Like, yeah. they're they, you know, New York's a hard place for them because they basically live the last decade or two of their lives hanging out with these turtles. So, uh, Mikey's all alone. Um, you know, it's kind of like the world's moved on, but not Mikey. You know, he's constantly thinking of his family. 
then uh, one day Mikey, you know, comes across a young boy and he's crying at the foot of his old family's uh, uh, subway hole, basically, or man cover. Um, <laughs> where do they hang out? I know. Is Mikey, is Mikey crying at the No, floor? I said some random kid. And his family lived in the sewer, too? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the kid knows where the turtles Be- used to hang out. Before you move on, I need to know one thing. What? Are you an expert in this? I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like Raphael killed his entire family. <laughs> They're in New York. They're in New York, right? I don't, I'm not an expert. I'm not claiming to be. Um, so there's this kid at the <laughs> of the manhole cover of holy shit i know what it is what? go ahead go ahead I know what you're all right about. so he's at the the manhole cover of where <laughs> the turtles <laughs> god damn it you guys just let me say it raf had an illegitimate child before i feel bad died. working on these things for as long as i do <laughs> think all oh, these guys will like it and then they just make fun of it so fuck i'm keeping track here buddy <laughs> random kid at the manhole cover okay <laughs> Why can't you get past this? I don't know. Because I, I just heard you go, uh, kid kneels at the foot of the manhole cover <laughs> where his family died. I don't know. No. Who else lives in the sewers? There's a whole freaking city that can no. live in. He's at the manhole cover. Where, where the turtles live. Where the turtles live. Got Thank it. you. Um, and so he's wondering where the turtles are because he's heard, he's heard of the famous turtles and Shredder, while he was still alive, murdered this boy's parents. Okay. Okay. And so he's crying and he's just like, he, you know, Mikey go, cause he, Mikey hangs out in his old family's crib, you know, where they used to hang out all the time. <laughs> pad. <laughs> Jeez. Turtle pad. Okay. What do they call it? Sewer? A lair. Lair. <laughs> Fine. The turtle lair. Hang out in the crib. <laughs> yeah, their crib. <laughs> their joint. Okay. <laughs> They're gangsters. Um, so again, kid crying. The kid asks, Me too. <laughs> you guys. So the kid turns to uh, Mikey and he's like, do the turtles still exist? You know, Mikey pauses and he's like, uh, unfortunately, uh, they're no longer. Are you fucking blind? <laughs> what? I'm a turtle. What? <laughs> no. Do the turtles still exist? He said to the turtle, you still alive, buddy? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you assholes. <laughs> I mean, you look like a turtle. I'm not an expert in this, obviously. <laughs> Do the four famous Ninja Turtles still exist? And so Mikey says, but no. To be fair, that kid's probably not an expert either. So. <laughs> He's not a turtle. He's a human being. Okay. <laughs> He's not an expert. What? <laughs> so, oh, see, now this isn't going to be as good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm a turtle. I'm a turtle. <laughs> Not all turtles, motherfucker. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> hey, Alex, you still alive? <laughs> I'm never doing a game ever again. Uh, all right. What so, if the turtles weren't alive? But they no, are. just listen. And so Mikey's okay. like, no, they they're not around anymore, except for me. <laughs> is that in the notes? Or you had that? Is that a is that improv? No, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last one, and then we're done. So I'm not going to do the Batman one. So oh, <laughs> I wish you do. Um, no, because I'm done doing these games. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, uh, so Mikey uh, looks at the kid. Uh, <laughs> guys, I can't do it. 
<laughs> looks at the kid. Are you dumb? I'm in front of you. <laughs> take a uh, Are you cl- take blind? a science class. Learn what a turtle is. <laughs> oh, the okay. fucking amphibian. teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. The famous is, is, fighters are the, the protectors in New York. Okay, got it. Are they amphibians? No, the reptiles. They're What's amphibians. an amphibian? No, they are amphibians. No, they're reptiles. They are not reptiles. They are re- fucking the reptiles. I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead. Uh, amphibians are frogs and salamanders and newts. Oh, okay. Shit. So, anyways, you start your life in the water, and then they, they come on land. The kid fucking asks if the teenage mutant is a turtle. <laughs> Why is this so funny? Just get that. What the fuck? Just get I'm that. I'm trying to put. He says no. Here okay. we go. Here we go. Class reptilia. Whatever. Turtles. <laughs> so he's he said no. The turtles like they don't <laughs> work together anymore. <laughs> God. I can't get past this. If they don't work together anymore because they're fucking dead. <laughs> He's not going to say that to I a little kid one crying. <laughs> well, the dumb kid just asked me what's true. Okay, I'm ready. We got it. Okay. How do you know where they were? Is this part of your thing? Go ahead, Ned. I assume they know so, that they come on the sewer. <laughs> Watch the so 80s cartoon. The kid asks if they're still around. Like, he stops. <laughs> What's every man? No. Um, and so Mikey, trying to c- comfort this kid, he looks at him and... Decades after the horror and the haunting of his brother's deaths haunt, like were haunting him, he finally smiles first time in years and asks, how would you like if we got some pizza? <laughs> you guys ruined it. <laughs> ruined. In. Okay, so what's... Certainly a perfect ending. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing the Batman one. No, no, see, I gotta know the Batman one. I gotta know the Batman one, too. <clears throat> then you gotta let me fucking say it, or else I'm not doing this I'm shit sorry, anymore. the kid came up and asked. We need to ask hey. these questions. How are we gonna know if what, if we okay, don't know? Okay, so what, what's the discussion part for the turtles here? Let's not have it, because you already cl- you had it halfway through what I was saying. So. I just want to know, so that uh, Mike killed all everybody, right? No, no Raph, Raph, Raph killed. kills everybody. So you don't even listen. No, I mean, <laughs> that after the fact, he kills Raph, right? He kills yep. Shredder. Yep. Takes over the foot. At what point does the foot retaliate and not be part of that group anymore? Like they what's, what's, Ma- what's Mikey bringing to the party? Well, he is he the killed party. Shredder. <clears throat> but does it make you a leader automatically? Yeah, yes, it, it does. But it, but when it does. Splinter kills so Shredder, he became but like, the leader of the, the foot. The reason why the foot followed Shredder is because he offered them something. Not, like they were all like kids that like ran away and stuff like that. And so like he offered them a place to stay. He offered them like all that stuff. What is Mikey keeping that up? Is he stealing shit? But see, but he then he, he got foot. rid of the group. Oh, I missed that. Part. So that's that's the one thing is that when Mikey takes over, he disbands the foot, so the foot's gone. But then the question would be, you know, do you have Tetsu or Hun, whichever? Yeah, where's Tetsu? No, I'm talking normal TMNT, not the mutant animals bullshit. That's no Tetsu's a regular. No, guy. so Tetsu's from the actual the live action show, and Hun is actually Casey Jones' dad. Oh, that's... which. No, but I'm just saying that they were they were lieutenants. There was not enough budget for cameos for that. <laughs> okay. And to be fair, not expert. <clears throat> so I'm just saying you, that you were that sure that you know he was going to do this game. No, just ironic. <clears throat> we were in the Batman, right? Hey, Jean Grey, boom, sold. <laughs> I'm just saying that Tattoo would be one of the only people who would have questioned Mikey getting the um, position, and he also would have questioned Raph taking over. But Raph was at one point in time. The Shredder and did lead the Foot Clan for a while. Huh. Can I tell you something? And we can move on to the Batman. Also, secondly, I think we should do the Batman. We're one. doing the Batman. Leo, one. I Leonardo, I think, not think, literally could have taken Raph out unless right. Raph does. That's what I was saying while they were fighting the <clears throat> Foot is when Raph killed. I find oh, I see. So, the, yeah. so Raph is stabbing everybody literally in the back for right. the most part. And they, he can't. The other turtles can't hear because they're physically fight. fighting okay, okay. the Foot. I missed that part. Then. Garrett, I am amazed by you. 
What? That you have the balls to come up with stories and bring it in front of the guy who find any kind of find a plot hole. And if what happens, <laughs> I know I'm just saying. Well, you had to expect that this was going to happen. That this guy was going to. That's the whole point. That's discussion. What I mean. That's the game. That's so I'm saying. Fair, Don't get mad that he's doing this. Chosen, this is the game. Chosen, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. You guys. Are I'm sorry. Fun of what I'm the doing. Only, not? The thing you that made me laugh the hardest was the kid coming up and asking, "Are the TMNT still around? I'm fucking right in front of you." <laughs> no, yes. the turtles still around. He said. The, tur- yeah. the turtles still around. Turtles anyway. still exist. Um, How did he find them? Because just stories and legends. As and I'm sure within the city, I mean, if, if the foot was a Domino's strong... Domino's has a record? They know they Why is it pizza, Domino's? They order pizza there all the time. And say, it's always Domino's? Yeah. Do you, like Domino's, Domino's. Domino's. Mm-hmm. Pizza Hut did have a, a thing going. Um, but I assume if the foot was a strong, and if, if Shredder is putting out they got a hot that spot? much reach to bring in kids, I'm sure he has told... When, you know, Once they found out where the, sh- the turtles were, by all means, you go to... Uh, Sewers beat the shit out of these trolls for me. Do you think that's why Domino's created the hotspots? No. Like you don't need to be at an address anymore; it just can be anywhere because oh, the turtles. Oh, and they fill the potholes for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the manhole covers. I, I want to hear the Batman one because you've chosen three things that I like. I like X Men, and that's why my my first thought is going. Okay, is Wolverine really, would he really be affected like that that quick? Would it be five years for him, or would the healing factor have healed it? I'm surprised you made Mikey be. Well, if he can age, then certainly <clears> something <throat> that is like. An age, age, like something that you get with age, like some sort of uh, like disease, him, yeah, then I mean, it probably would affect him in the same way. Eventually, I suppose like you're slowly, right. Slowly, it wouldn't probably be five years. It might be longer for him. I feel like seven to ten years is when it would start have caught, catching up on But I'm sure him. at five years when he sees everybody else being affected, <clears> he still would be mad and be like, go after her because of all this. Because, and then maybe also be conflicted being like, I like Gene, but like this happened, he, she did this to all my, my friends and like, there's good. There's something good that came out of that part. But okay, Batman. All right, Batman. If what happens, I hope I can get through this fucking thing. If what happens is that Alfred and Martha Wayne have an affair. Okay, so when Bruce is growing up, Martha and Alfred have a thing. This is the uh, uh, SAS uh, Alfred, not the uh, you know old 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 yes. Butler Alfred saying. Um, so they have an affair. Um, so Bruce. This uh, is the Jeremy Irons, right? <clears throat> I'm thinking more like Goff on that that Alfred. Oh really? Good. Yeah, better Alfred. Um, so they have an affair, and you know when uh, Thomas and Martha did die, it was when he was eight, right? So in this instance, uh, Thomas, since uh, Martha's out for the evening with friends, quotation marks, um, which he's actually out with Alfred, um, Thomas decides to take Bruce to the Zorro movie. Okay. So it takes him to the movie, but on the way to the movie, they look down the alley, and Alfred and Martha are coming out of a restaurant just out on the other side of the street, and they're using the back alley to cut across uh, to get home, like the same way that Bruce and Thomas were coming. So Bruce and Thomas, like, uh, you know, Thomas is like, Martha, like, what are you doing here with Alfred? And notice they were like holding hands and stuff, and then um, starting to figure out that you know they were being a little friendly and right at that instant joe chill comes out like he did when uh he kills thomas and martha but this time shoots martha and alfred okay and at this time you know thomas and bruce are in shock and uh you know joe chill happens to run away after this and as they're both dying there martha's already dead alfred looks up at thomas and says i'm sorry master wayne (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's sorry because he fucking cheated. He, he yeah, I guess he fucked his wife. Okay, so and then Alfred dies. You know. I thought you were gonna tell me that Thomas killed him. Nope. <laughs> finished up the nope. Shot. Fuck you. <laughs> killed him. Fatality. So, kind of same scene except now just Bruce lamenting. It's Thomas and Bruce lamenting, but. Thomas now knows that Alfred was fucking his wife. Okay, yep. basically that he she, that he had an affair. Now, some letter gets left, um, like a last will and testament, and finds out that Bruce is actually legitimately Alfred's son, not Thomas's son. So Martha had Bruce, but uh, Thomas is not his biological father. Um, so during the next eighteen years. Of Bruce's life, um, at least for the next 11, Thomas and Bruce have this very alienating relationship. I think it's similar to Creature of the Night where Alfred of that universe is never there for Bruce and Bruce has no one to turn to. It's the same thing with Thomas and Bruce. Um, Thomas is becoming the Batman we've seen from the uh, Flashpoint universe. You know, he's working in the background to become the Batman um, of that universe we know and love. Well, Bruce, you know, similar to his path when his both his parents died, Thomas and Martha, in the actual continuity, he's still reeling from this, and he's still going through the same um, kind of steps on his path to become a vigilante. Um, not because you know when he he doesn't know he's going to be Batman until after he's done all his training and yeah. everything like that. So during this time, Thomas is being Batman, and about eleven years past the uh, death of Martha and Alfred. Um, Bruce does his seven-year journey, goes abroad, because, you know, Thomas doesn't care about him. No one else does, so he's out on his own. And he's still in shock and pain for what's happened to his mother and a father he never really knew as his father. Okay. So, so Bruce is going around the world, and then he finds out, um, this is seven more years later, so 18 years total, that uh, Thomas is on his deathbed. And the reason is because Thomas interacted with the Joker and the Joker poisoned him with this kind of lasting Joker gas that's slowly killing him. Okay, so we get the scene where Bruce comes back and you know he calls him Thomas. He doesn't even call him dad. And they have this really heartfelt moment and Thomas explains that he's Batman and that... Um, you know, he did all this because he was in such pain and anguish and he wanted to take that out on the criminals of the world. Um, and so once, so Thomas kind of gives him the location of where the Batcave is and everything like that. And so when he, when Thomas will die, Thomas dies, Batman, or sorry, Bruce goes to the Batcave and sees like the entire Batcave and things like it. And he takes on the mantle of Batman and instead of so, and that kind of adds to the fact that Joker has been always attracted to Batman. Because if you remember, even in uh, Scott Snyder's run and Tom King's run, it was ne- like whenever the Joker, like he's like, who the fuck's Bruce Wayne? Like, who cares about Bruce yeah. Wayne? But when it's Batman, he's like, oh, Batman, darling. You know, like, so even though it's a different Batman, Joker's just in love with him as Batman as anybody else. And so Bruce a different turn of events does still become Batman. Um, that's all I have for that one. Okay. So my question would be, where does, who's paying for Bruce to travel? 
Or is Bruce just kind of... Well, I mean, Thomas is still a millionaire. He's still a doctor. I mean, he's still a billionaire. I get yeah. that. But would would Thomas give Bruce money to travel? Or does he have well, his own... I skipped that part. So Thomas, in those first 11 years he was with him, did put him through like military school, okay. like the still like the like self-discipline school, things like that. So all the things that Bruce does in current continuity still happens. Right. Just a It's different still paid route. for, but it's not... Thomas is alive. Okay. And he inherits Thomas's will. Because, like, the only two people that know that Bruce isn't legitimately Thomas's is Thomas and Bruce. Yeah. So, it's still Bruce all the money still goes to Bruce yeah. as it is. So, Bruce inherits everything. I uh, did a little rewrite. What? Alfred is fucking Martha Wayne, right? That's still true. Thomas kills them both no. by hiring Joe Chill. I'm doing a rewrite. This is mm-hmm. mine now. Bruce resents him, becomes Batman to avenge his mother. He knows this. He's been always, he knows in the background. Meanwhile, Thomas becomes Owlman. Batman versus Owlman. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My so, <clears throat> I'm surprised that Thomas becomes Batman and fights just criminals. Where I would have actually expected him to lean more towards punishment on um, adulterists. Yeah, but it was still Joe Chill, the one that killed. But don't they his become wife. something that they fear? And he fears somebody fucking his wife. So why doesn't he become like he Alfred? <laughs> Alfred. He does not. Alfred, I man, <laughs> the man who knocks. It's basically the person that he loved most in the entire world got murdered in front of him, and realized that that person didn't love him as much as he thought she did. Why wouldn't he become Alfred then? Fucking sense. He fears him. He doesn't fear Alfred. He becomes the white Thomas glove. Thomas would kick the living shit out of Alfred. Oh, he becomes the white glove. That's his name. The white glove. He just wears white gloves. God, in the middle of the night. Here come the gloves in the shadows. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> and I was actually expecting you to lean more towards Bruce runs into Thomas. Because now in New 50, or not New 52, Flashpoint, is Thomas the killer? No. He's not. He's still oh, wait, wait, kill. No, that one he does kill. Okay. Because then I would think that Bruce would... I thought you're going to have... Thomas is killing people, not just justice, but punishment. And when Bruce comes back, Bruce is still in that realm of one rule, I do not kill. How do I stop my father, who's now also trained to physical perfection, probably not nearly as mentally perfected as what Bruce would have been? Hmm. This one's this one's good. See, this one I spent the most time on. This one. <clears throat> I'm going to be 100% honest. I was working on mine, so I kind of zoned out. I, I listened to yours. I uh, I didn't struggle with the I'll turtle stuff. Alex that it, yeah. No, this one this one was good. Does he become Batman? No, no. He still becomes Batman. He becomes Batman, but then when you like, oh, the Joker. So then is it still Jack Napier who would be, or Jack White, or whichever what alias you're going to use? After that, mm, work on that part. We'll see what happens. To Joker. Actually, then that would have been the first thing. Is much like in Spider Man where. Um, Spider-Man goes to find Spike and kills him, or, you know, he falls out the window. Thomas would have gone and found Joe Chill. Does Thomas go and find Alfred's family and kill them? No. It's not the Punisher. Well, Alfred did something wrong. But but we already got past he's not going to punish people. Does Thanos show up and shoot somebody? He's not mad at Alfred. He's not even mad at his deceased wife. He just... Why did she cheat? Huh? Why did she cheat? He's so consumed in his work. Doctor. Saving lives, making money. And Alfred was there, but Alfred's paid to be there. She still felt like it was sincere. Because they're around each other a lot, and Thomas was never there. How does he figure out that that Alfred is his dad? DNA test? Who orders it? Last will and testament. But it's still not true until he proves it. 
Bruce yeah, is a detective. Fine. He knows that. Sure, if you want to add some. Yeah, Bruce is a detective. Not at that point when he's eight. But does he get DNA? Where do they get DNA from? Alfred's dead body. Do they do that before they uh, cremate it? You said they were cremating. It's in his will and testament. No, it wasn't. I looked it up. <laughs> we're done. Move on. <laughs> if what is done. Wednesday Comics, if what? How many covers does that fill? How many what? Because you say, what if Spider-Man is Punisher? All these are if one, and then it has all this on the cover? That's the Marvel tagline. Right what, what are the titles for these, then? Um, What if Batman? What if TMNT? And what if... Uh, oh, no, sorry. If what? Batman? If what? TMNT? If what? And if what? If what? Batman what? If Batman was Alfred's progeny. If, if what, Batman saw Mama kissing... If what Alfred was Bruce's dad. <laughs> If what turtles existed but didn't exist. <laughs> if what Gene killed everyone. Sure. She literally mind fucked him. <laughs> Wednesday comics 605 at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you answer. Uh, sending uh, Garrett some uh, information. What you thought about those there? Uh, Twitter. At when, I'm saying like legit. <laughs> to be fair, you're turning some. Uh, girl, you think I know. I can read this thing back. I don't, I don't know why we've been how we've been show for 114 episodes. I can't remember how this, we end the show and I look at a board at Twitter. I'm sorry, at Twitter. At I'm sure there's an at Twitter at Wednesday Comics. You can uh, tweet us all at Garat2188 at Alex uh, Pastrello <laughs> at Marvin underscore Saguero. I also for some reason think you have an underscore, and that's why I always get oh. thrown at Marvin underscore Saguero. Uh, Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Like the page and leave a message so let us know what you think. Um, page looks a little different now. Um, but you can go there still and look at it. Let's put that freaking board on YouTube.com. Uh, go search Wednesday Comics. See the gauntlet on there. And you can see uh, Catching Up Garrett if he does one again. Um, and you can see the shows on audio for these shows. Um, we want to know. We want to know. So... I'm going to be very candid with the audience right now. So the video, we stopped doing the video because it was a lot of work, but like nobody, like the numbers were kind of low with that. So if you want to see the video come back, let me know. If I get some verbal responses, not verbal, if I get some <laughs> correspondence from you, Twitter, Facebook, or email that lets me know that you did watch the video and you actually like to see it come back, uh, I will think about bringing it back. It's just that like... I, mean, I can't wear my grilled cheese tank tops anymore. <laughs> What club, Garrett? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Sandman, Volume 1, Preludes and Nocturnes. Every fucking time I look at Marvin and wait for him to say Swamp Thing for some reason. Written by Neil Gunn. Leave us voicemail about that, 605-215-1849, or contact us through the social media means. Once you read that, uh, the new Dreamy number one came out this week. That's in the Sandman universe. So once you Also, catch- newsflash, we only have a month until that's, you need to get your reviews in. So. And I got to have new books. So everybody, uh, if you want something for us to read and you want me to choose it, you got to let me know so I can tell these guys. Except asterisk on that, no Aquaman. Well, and to be fair, I've, I've already got Just my kidding, choice Sarge. made, uh, unless someone tells me differently. Roots of Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Make sure you go to Roots of Swamp Thing.com to read more about the Avatar of the Green. Go to DC World Swampy on Twitter at Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. Uh, make sure you also subscribe to the show that is on I, uh, Apple Tunes, Apple Tunes, Apple Podcasts, um, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. There are different ones too, but those are the main four. 
If you uh, are on Spotify, you can still subscribe to the show, but it's called Follow. You can follow the show on there. And make sure you get our shows when they come out. You can follow. Uh, you can also ever always go to our website too. We post them on there, you, and you can list them on there just directly through our uh, podcast host. Uh, Wednesday Comics T-shirts. If you go to our Facebook and Twitter pages, there's a link on there now. You can get a T-shirt for Wednesday Comics. It is uh, available on sale right now. Um, actually, by the time this test is off sale, but there will be another sale coming up. I did see um, there is one in a couple weeks coming up, but I mean you can buy it now if you want to also. So uh, make sure we'll be sporting that gear at Supercon 2018 Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. I can announce for the first time ever publicly that we will be there on the 28th. At 8 o'clock could be the Wednesday Comics After Dark TV show. TV show. Uh, radio show. I didn't know we were going to Podcast uh, from 8 to 10. We'll be there. Two solid hours. A lot of guests. Uh, we'll wait to announce those guests until we can fully confirm they'll be on the show. Um, we have verbally, but I just want to wait a little bit. Make sure. And we have a fun show planned out for you. Here's going to be a lot of shenanigans. Uh, if you want to see... Garrett's um, making a game. You want to see? I'm not making a you're game. You're making a game. But we're, if <laughs> I you, think you almost not. need to make a game. If you want to see this dynamic in you person watch this live? Cry. <laughs> um, come see Wednesday Comics in person. Like I said, a lot of love here. This uh, it seems hot, but yeah, it's like two thirds of love. It seems hot, but uh, it's like punching the nuts. Afterwards, we'll all give each <laughs> other hugs and over and over, again. Uh, and we'll give each other hugs and ask, "Do turtles exist?" <laughs> um, but at that live show, we will be there. Uh, it'll be fun. We'll meet you in person. We'll be there. And anybody wants to come up and talk to us, we'll talk to you anything about comics. Uh, and we'll be there sporadically throughout the whole weekend. So get your weekend pass, $30 for the whole thing. Uh, and see not just us, but everybody that'll be there. Guests that'll be on the show will be there also the whole weekend. You can support them, friends of the show who've been on it before. I'll give you a hint. Go back and look at the show. Some of those people will be on. Uh, but they'll be there the whole weekend, so support them also. They're friends of the show, and we want to make sure that the whole Wednesday Comics family is at Supercon. We'll have all this fun, and you want to be part of it. So get that weekend pass, and we'll see you there. I'll give you a salute in person. Uh, Alex will give you a thumbs up, and Garrett will give you the peace sign. Is that what I you do? That's actually pretty accurate, I think. I don't think so. I do give salutes. So I don't do be the, the tip of the hat. Yeah, I do that too. I don't like kind of shaking hands, so <clears throat> don't be. I'll, I might. Garrett and I will do I'll the do Dylan. The, I'll do the WU. What up? He is part of that generation, right? They call that the internet. Generation. Use bitches. Meant <laughs> use, not like. <laughs> yeah, not oh, use. Not, not USE. Not USE, but. I like U-Z. that game. Bring that back. Use bitches? No, that game. I like that game. Bring it back. I like how you think that we're making like making fun of your game, though. I know it's good. It's yeah, all it's fun for everybody. It's fun to discuss, and that's why I liked about it. I wanted to do it is because it's such fun to like talk theories. It's like when we made that Spider-Man trilogy. Um, that oh, laugh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that laugh we had when you when Alex was dying was probably comparable to the one of the best laughs on the show. And that's uh, when we got hot and you <laughs> did your uh, rocking impression. Not Ricky Gold. Um, uh, I almost died tonight from that laugh, but uh, it was uh, very enjoyable. And I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Once again, we're ranking up the Super Comics. You get your tickets. We want to see you there. We had a lot of fun. Get get on with the book club. We'll be there doing that the week afterwards. I believe that works out to be the Yep. Um, a lot Shit, of things coming up here. We're getting ramping up. It's gonna. We're ready. Uh, one hundred and fourteen episodes in. I might need to edit that out because I'm not sure. But like Wednesday comics, we're here and we're here to be your podcast of choice for comic books and fun. And we'll be there in Supercon in person to give you the old Captain America salute. 
My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages.